Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, after a year of soul-searching, Kieran Foran returns to Sydney and the two most important people in his life, Eddie Hayson and Des Hasler. After the runaway success of Blake Ferguson as the Women's Round Ambassador, Todd Greenberg reveals the new Indigenous Round Ambassador, Pauline Hanson. Kevin Proctor and Jesse Bromwich inhale Sam Thiday's If It Ain't White It Ain't Right philosophy with disastrous results. Plus, we look back at all the action from Rep Round of the 2017 NRL season. All that more This Week in League. Welcome to episode 254 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you going, bud? I'm tired, dude. <laughs> I'm I've, tired, man. I've, I've had a whirlwind couple of days and flew back into town. Did you completely today? remove the beard over the, since I last saw you last yeah, week? I did. It was clean. You went you went clean shaven. Yeah. And um, then, okay. And then you're uh, halfway back again. I had some work commitments. Yeah. And did you? Don't do the beard. Um, though they they do, but these were um, the people I was meeting for some reason are anti beard. Okay. So I had to be clean cut, and professional. Okay. Jeez, discrimination. I know. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna be you know the <laughs> the unbeardiest at the double header. The unbeardiest that you that you you've been in recent history. Mm. Yes. Uh, as always, welcome to all our new listeners. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, Grasshopper four seventy four sends a tweet and said, "Get around, my mate at Tim BB seven, listening to the pod for the first time. Loves a good bag of dicks. Being a shark supporter. Well, I Ugh. think that's a common misconception. I mean, they dispense the bags of dicks, so I don't think they like to receive them. Can we get the low hanging fruit out early? As a shark supporter, I'm sure he enjoys bags of other things. Bags of yayo. <laughs> 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 uh. First you get the dicks, <laughs> then you get the bags, and then you <laughs> then you get the power. Um, <laughs> welcome, Tim BB7. And uh, this week, obviously, the predominant fucking theme of everything is uh, is uh, the cocaine. What lines uh, <laughs> of this guy's iPhone? <laughs> 
Shabugan first half. The Bush League trash that passes for punditry in rugby league is atrocious. Interested to see our opinion on the cocaine scandal. Now, look, we're doing it in the mailbag because there's just so many tweets about it. Um, let's, we'll go through the tweets first and then we'll, mm. then we can, we'll smash it all out. King Levius, why are people whining over Jay Brom's punishment? What did they expect he would get? It's only coke. It's a high that's over in 30 minutes. He isn't hurting anyone. They still have sex pests and violent offenders playing all over the park, all the way up to the rep sides. They have far worse crimes, but a little bit of nose beer and everyone loses their shit. <laughs> hashtag calm your farm, you cunts. Hashtag fuck Blake Ferguson. Uh, Leroy Brown, 1978. Bromwich and Proctor have been punished enough. I can't think of a harsher punishment than playing for the Kiwis. Um, King Levy scan. I wonder what other NRL players are on the disco dusk, dust and where they get it and how much. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Did Levy yeah. send us like 30 tweets in a, in a short period of time? I'm that, suspecting that perhaps... It was like he was more energetic than usual. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I think he got his own question answered at some stage. Maybe some, maybe some coke bot you know, tweeted him and said, you know, get your hook up. <laughs> uh, soap opera for men. The only thing shocking about players of any code using Charlie is that people are still shocked. Hashtag real talk. Um, Gronk Kieran. The NRL should have an interactive fan experience of a cocaine booth complete with toilet stalls and pissed on floors at the nines. Maybe. Hammers, oh man, Proctor really threw and through that bag. <laughs> Run through, I'd like to say. Uh, and f- let's see, we're fine. Well, we've got a couple more. Uh, where are we? Tall, tall Hayden, Sharks chairman, steps down due to drugs. Can't he just accept a 12-month ban backdated to the 21st of November 2013? Or a three-week ban, isn't it? It's going to be a three-week ban backdated. Um, and Cruzy 06. This is the daddest of fucking... <laughs> Cocaine must be good shit. All the kids are doing it, huh? Oh, That's like a genuine... <laughs> now, he's a guy <laughs> that isn't part of a cartel, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so I will be honest. I haven't really... Uh, I, I've not watched a single NRL show where talking heads have discussed this, you know, what's going on and what they think about it and blah, blah, blah. I've heard some things here and there. I've heard, you know, like Talos Gronk off on the radio about it and... Um, I've heard some other, other, you know, other opinions. Yeah. I wonder how. So, what I don't really know how our our viewpoint is going to stand up, or how it compares to to the other ones. But I guess here we go. What do you What, what do you What do you think? It, the, the the overwhelming thing, and I look. I've done a lot of drugs. Pond- <laughs> <laughs> Pondering. Yes. Um, Face first on your large coffee table. <laughs> it's a coffee table. As the, as, as the Colombians <laughs> storm your premises. Did you get that the, the thing, picture? Which picture? The, there's a the me, the girl's giving her boyfriend a, a present. She said, it's a book for your coffee table. And he says, you mean my co- cocaine table? She says, no, your coffee table. And he goes, when the fuck have I ever sat here drinking coffee? <laughs> Um, uh. it look, it's a pretty divisive issue, and it's tough for there to be like you know with with DV in the game, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to have the right yeah. opinion. Yep. Um, this is so multifaceted mm-hmm. because it involves what is your opinion on illicit drugs? What is your opinion on you know? 
players doing yep. non-performance enhancing yep. drugs as opposed to uh, roids. Big, I think there's a big a big component of people that are just ignorant, like they just hear they hear they hear the drug thing. Yep. And they just, it's like reefer madness, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, know they, they, have no, they have no idea. B- Billy was 17, and then he overdosed after <laughs> he inject, took, he injecting took, marijuana. He, he, he took one marijuana and killed his entire family. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And look, and you know what? I think the whole thing about your thoughts on drugs drugs and in society and everything like that mm-hmm. are, are a separate issue. I would just think you just boil it down to the basic thing that... No matter what society you know thinks of drugs and what you might think of drugs and you know decriminalisation blah blah blah, in the NRL they're illegal for players to use. Yep. And as far as the terms of their, you know, they're probably their contracts with their clubs and yeah blah blah blah. So and like the and also like you know the overseeing organisations that you know for performance enhancing and, mm-hmm. and recreational drugs. So they're illegal in that respect. So in that respect. Obviously, the players need to be punished. I think the other aspect is like the media aspect as well. And despite what you know, obviously with the, you know, there's a lot of you know contentious issues around you know drugs and things like that. The vast majority, I think, as like just a PR exercise, I think the vast majority, you would think in a sport that's you know, they talk about the shoulder charges and the punching and everything is how it reflects on the sport yeah. in front of children and yeah, it's not good. It's not it's not good a good thing yeah. for children as well. Um, so, in that, in that in that sense, you just can't you can't have players doing it. And like I don't care. And, and then I also, I also break down to like you know what I think that you know players doing in the confines of like a hotel room or their own house now, or something. Yeah, this, this is where I got to on it, and and it was it was somebody who I respect um, as a parent. Yeah, and as um, a an economist, funnily enough, but <laughs> she said that there is a time and place yep. for everything. Yep. And or most things. I was going to say, what about child rape? Have you got time and place for that? Uh, yeah, never and there, nowhere. Well, no, there, well, there is a time and place. It's called Sunday school. Um, <laughs> and that doesn't mean it's right, yeah. but that is the time and place for it. Uh, so, but it again, it boils down to the the players aren't making good decisions. Yes. You know, in your personal life, if you are arrested by the police for possession of a drug, you would have to explain to your employer that you need time off or you've been charged or you have You're potentially going to have to front up, yeah. That's it. And that will have ramifications in your personal life. These players do not have enough incentive before this weekend. Mm-hmm to dissuade them from doing that. People respond to incentives. Yeah. You know? Um, even with Ben, the whole Ben Barber thing, and he's off doing fucking who knows what, who knows where. Raising his profile, uh, uh, so I'm told. <laughs> um, but it boils down to that cocaine is prevalent mm-hmm. in uh, parts of society that are more affluent. Yep. Right? Yep. It's an expensive pastime. Mm-hmm. The NRL didn't catch these people doing cocaine. No. The police did. Yep. So in, in every single occasion, it wasn't the NRL's drug testing regime. Yep. Uh, it was the, the police. Yep. So, I, I, again, I think it is that the players didn't have enough respect for their position in the game. Yep. 
their position in terms of what little kiddies see. Yep. I'll add to that, though. I think it's up to parents of children that if... To be good enough parents that if your favourite player is fucking Kenny Bromwich, don't just go start fucking racking them up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Um, So, yeah, you know, uh, but it's something that is a problem. I think one thing that's been severely ignored is the NRL's response to it. The, and by the NRL, I mean the NRL. Yeah. I saw Greenberg interviewed after one of the rep games. Yep. And did everything, like fucking danced around. To make it not the NRL's problem, <laughs> essentially. Danced around like a fucking 19-year-old on yeah. pingers at a prodigy show. Yeah. But say, yes, we will do more testing and we will investigate more. It was almost as if he was saying, well, you know what? We we think we do enough testing. Yeah. And we didn't catch anyone. Yeah. Uh, but the police have got these ones. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he could have come out, you know, from the game's point of view. Because that's what's been damaged at the end of the day, yep. is the game's reputation. And look, I don't know for certain, but I'm fairly sure that, you know, the use of cocaine in the NRL would probably be on a percentage basis higher than uh, than than everyday life. But that's because it's a higher percentage of high-income earning yes. young people. Now, but it, you know, again, it's this decision making. When when you make a decision, you make a decision based on risk and potential benefit, no matter what it yep. is. Yeah. Right. And there's different things that alter that. They're saying that they'd been on the beers, and so that was a monumental fucking cop out too. Because I'm because surprised they, they didn't had, they fucking they didn't do make those statements via YouTube video with fucking yeah. shaggies. It wasn't me <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> Um, you know, okay. So if having beers impairs your judgment so much that you're going to try and fucking take a bump off a phone outside yeah, on CCTV, you know, like fucking ass now. <laughs> and like, okay, what else could that possibly look like you're doing? Yeah, I'm just uh, my eyes aren't great because I'm so blind. Like, so I, I just need that real close if, look at this guy showing me some fucking world star thirty second fights. If you're uh, if you're out there you know shagging someone you've picked up in an alleyway yeah and then you fuck you can pretend you're giving them the Heimlich manoeuvre they were choking or something if you get busted <laughs> but uh, anyway but yeah um these cunts don't make good decisions they make even less when they're on the beers yeah again how much of a professional athlete are you where after a, after a game that's a tough game yeah. and you've got to back up for your club the next week, the ones that actually pay your salary, yeah. you're out on the piss. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, as we as we saw with, like, Panthers down in Melbourne, I mean, you can't, you know, after a game, they were, you know, a couple of them went out. Yep. And, like, they don't, and the clubs don't, the clubs don't generally clamp down and say, you can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, fuck, you've seen the eels like last year. I mean, they, they in, the, yeah. in the post-game dressing room, cameras, you know, they were busting out the beers and pizzas and shit. But, um... Yeah. And, and again, I, I don't want to go too hard on Cronulla, but Cronulla were... Uh, you know, you remember with Todd Carney, the Roosters had yeah. him on a fucking tight leash. Yeah. You know, they had a minder with him and he had a yeah. curfew and he had yeah. this. And then he ended up at Cronulla and they said, well, no, Todd's a grown man. He can make his own decisions. Yeah pretty fucking apparent that 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 sort of those decisions in in theory what they said 
should have held correct for every single person in the NRL. It really should yeah. have. However, there are some people that have just been in that, exist in a rugby league bubble. Yeah. And uh, they're absolutely fucking hopeless. Yep. And like we had, uh, we had Graham Annesley saying, oh, you know, the NRL, you know, these rep weekend, weekends are fucked because the, you know, the lack of supervision. Once again, these are like 25 year old fucking, you know, minimum. But even generally. that, the NRL has nothing to do with rep rent. No. As, but like these fucking <coughs> excuse me these these players are, are grown ass men at what point do you just say look yep stop being fucking little kids yeah and yeah sure if there's a sanctioned team function at a hotel or something like that and you're having some drinks that's great yep go 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 for your life yeah but honestly it, it is this poor fucking decision making like this it's this thing that well you know they should be entitled to have a beer yeah you know Fuck, you know, the meet-up last year, I love a drink. Fuck, I had a couple, I believe. But... I'm told. You know, it's not it's not a right. You know? Yeah. There was a, a function on earlier today with an open bar. Yep. But I didn't partake. Yep. Because I'm showing up here tonight. Yep. You, 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 that you would know. have been great, though. <laughs> I would just kept it rolling. I would have put that bottle of Pichon back down. <laughs> Got the party started. Twillies, uh, yeah, yeah. mid-year Twillies. Um, but you, you're 100% right. Yeah, yeah. the thing they say, like, fucking, like, the, the NRL's got a drug problem. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? If they fucking racked up in the hotel room hmm. and Damien Keogh didn't get fucking done with whatever he was doing and, and Kenny Dow didn't get caught with the baggy, like, you know yeah. what? No drug problem. Like, I, wait, wait, wait. And again, I from ev- from everything, these guys were pretty much like you can imagine the Benny Hill music playing behind yeah. them when the the police walked into the clubs with sniffer dogs, yeah. etc. Uh, and you know, Damien Keogh's pissed off into the toilets, and yeah. stuff like, like that. So, um, you know, the the social issue around drugs is, again, so fucking convoluted. Yeah. Because marijuana is not... Ice is not... Cocaine is not... Yeah. And so I just think you just... You, you remove that social yep. aspect and let that... And obviously, laws and, and society will sort that out over That's the it. coming decades or however long it's going to take, one way or the other. Yep. But just look from a general sporting perspective and say, okay, this, this sport yeah. requires that players don't do this. Yep. And um, these fucking morons did... Um, and, well, you know, they did, but they're fucking yeah. morons because they got caught. And why they get caught? Because they're fucking idiots because they did it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, Look, my my shock also came as well. And may, maybe my view, I don't know about yours, is slanted a little because there's always been that knowledge. Like, it's always been around. Yeah. Everyone's got a story about a high-profile player. Yeah, yeah. Um, who, who has been on some it's of those so players? Fun. It's so funny come when, out. You, when you see them coming out against yeah. it, and players going like, "Oh yeah," like as if he ever, fucking let me tell you, mate. Look, and let me play, dickhead's advocate. Yeah. For a second. Yeah. <laughs> if the issue really is that okay, the game's reputation. Yeah. For every idiot that goes out and does that, it's probably good that a legend who's never been busted. Yeah. Comes out and says, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's at least then, yeah, okay, well, look, this is a a person who did this, 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 and this, and no, no, he, he doesn't like drugs. If you haven't been busted, then I guess you're. 
it's no crime. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe um, your mate, maybe maybe you, maybe your winger mate took the so ball. So that's it. You never know. Is that our stance? Drug, have it. your own opinion on drugs. That's your own personal but choice. As far as sports concerned, they're they're illegal and yep. players must face the punishment. And then then you talk about yep. the punishment thing, like the Storm, a team that you know should have been pretty fucking strict. Woefully inadequate. I feel like the Titans, without going on for too long, I feel like the Titans nailed the yeah. fucking punishment thing. It was like 20 grand and like a couple, four game suspension. Uh, he's previously been, uh, Bromwich is his, uh, his uh, so Proctor has been, um, yeah. he's been removed from New Zealand. Won't play in the, the year, World uh, Cup. Which is, and so look, and, and he's got, I think he's about 50 hours of community service in there as well. Yep. And uh, I think that's, pretty much nailed it I mean with the Kiwi stuff in, I mean as, as for a general NRL player Probably. I think that's pretty good I think 20 grand it's going to hurt some players more than others the younger players or whatever but I think 20 grand is still an affordable yeah. way to punish players and uh, you know with with some level of yeah. severity uh, and, and with Brom, uh, um, with Proctor sorry he's he's also losing um you know, probably he's probably going to cost him about hundred grand a lot. Yeah. He's going to have all these Kiwi games at the end of the year as well. So, and he's probably getting like you know twenty grand a piece there. You'd say so. Yeah. So he's he's losing a, a lot of money. Yep. Uh, there is an incentive. Fifty fifty hours of community service is a fucking lot for me because I can't carve out five hours. But uh, for someone like a football player, they got tons of idle you time. So babysitting Kieran's kids at Canada's community service. Yeah, I mean that's a bit far for him. A bit far for him to do that, right? Well, closer than his dad <laughs> at um, the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It depends when he has to execute that fifty hours. Yeah, but, uh, you know, again, the NRL goes on about education. Yeah, and that's that's their fucking key point. We educate everyone. I'll be educating Everyone's them. Educated. Don't do it. And don't do it into the CCTV. Yeah, um, educate them on using like Silk Road or something. Because <laughs> like, if you're going to do it, like this is the other thing. People are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. So. If you're gonna do it, you know, educate yourself and be safe about it, or or, or and or discreet, preferably discreet. Yeah, because we're not here to preach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we know we know what's, um, we know heavy fucking drug users. What's who are perfectly contributing that, uh, members of fucking society? <laughs> dare say upstanding members of society. Yeah. Um, what's the the Kevin Smith thing? Handle your high. Yeah, that's it. If you can handle your high, that's great, and yeah. that goes for anything. If, yeah, fucking if you're a grog monster. Yep, that's that's. But don't don't don't, uh, don't sign a contract with a team in a competition. Yes. And do stupid shit against the terms yeah. of of that contract. Yeah. And uh, and if you do, then yeah, pay the price. And I th- I think that the the Gold Coast have nailed it nailed it with the the penalty. Yes. And um, I wonder what they're going to do with that money. Have they said? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll funnel it into a new centre for excellence. <laughs> Center of Excellence I don't fucking know yeah maybe they'll because uh... that, that, again that, that is my yeah. my worry because like, like I said people respond to incentive and at the moment do these kids and these other players in these teams understand that Kevin Proctor will lose X amount of thousands of dollars they all know he won't play in the World Cup yeah but I really hope in the clubs they yeah. are saying he did this and this is the monetary impact to yeah. him yeah um, just you know, put it on front street. Yep. Yeah, that's so. So really, um, I think we can summarise our position as is it is it worth going in anything? But Sean Kenny Dow, just another fucking idiot getting caught in public. It's the same. It's not the same situation as the other two, but it's the same thing. It's like he, it's, yeah, it's like the same ballpark. 
Once again, another dumb fucking well, public he, doing dumb shit. You know, he's gone desperation, saying, yeah. um, I'll submit to a hair follicle test. So what he's is, saying is he had it, but he didn't take it. Yes. Oh, guess what? Possession's still a fucking crime. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, irrelevant. Now, this will be interesting in the... Cause I Possession th- never says you have to take it. There's, I, don't think yeah. there's any, I don't think there's any law against taking it. Now, here's the differentiators. Right? Then yeah. that's still just possession anyway. Yeah. So. Um, but here's the differentiators. Oh, do we know, can anyone with a legal background... Jeez. Um, we just had a known network three or four hours With ago. the NRL... Is a possession charge the the thing they'll ping you for, or is it testing positive for? Yeah, okay. That they'll ping you for. Yeah. On the opposite note, with the Kiwis, if a guy has it and he has it on his phone, yeah, and you bend down and breathe in, is that possessing it? <laughs> well, it's obviously taking it. And, uh, That's it. <laughs> and they could have tested him immediately after. And, yeah, uh, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, murky nuances. Yep, yep. So, anyway, agreed. Okay, moving on. The cursed Chapo said, "With the news that JT could be out for the rest of the season, is it safe to say the Cowboys might get the spoon?" No, it's not because he's not going to be out for the rest of the season. He'll be out no. for six weeks max. Um, things have changed somewhat since uh, that tweet four days ago. Beer Boy One Eight Two. What the fuck, Titans fans? In episode two fifty two, simmer down, you underachieving NRL. NRL-owned freehouse-rotting pricks. Only the Sharks do any bag of dicks handing out. That's a... That's, someone's possessing cocaine. Yeah. Right up their nostrils. We're <laughs> <laughs> doing that tweet. Up-hop. Pricks bagging the Cowboys losing without JT are full of shit. Yes, they're nowhere near the same side when he doesn't play, but they're also missing their fullback and hooker, and their best prop as well as already being short up front to start with. So, Tigger, please. There isn't a side in the NRL missing their first choice one seven nine and eight that would win games regularly. So just a little bit of perspective. Fuck up, your window's closed. No wonder they call you slips, mate. Seriously. Well have a cry. You know. The the Tigers <laughs> are missing their one nine seven and eight, aren't they? When I when I was reading those tweets, you know, all I could, I could you know, I could, all I could hear is background was like, Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> <laughs> or it could have been, you know, be, yeah, hello, darkness, my friend. Yeah, the Cowboys even half ass an injury crisis. Yeah. Like when Penrith. But we know you got injuries and shit, but I mean, at the end of the day, with, uh, you're shit at the minute. And and not only that, it's showing you the guys that are injured, with the exception of, of Granville, and I mean, like, Coot's a fucking biscuit, so. Who yeah. knows how much longer he's got anyway, but mm. but Granville especially, okay, he's got a long and illustrious career ahead of him, no doubt about it. Yep. But with guys like Scott and Thurston and stuff, this is a a very a very real and accurate yeah. teleportation into the, a future that's nearer than you think when you don't have those guys in your team. So imagine, Schlips, that you have dropped a basket and all of your fucking eggs were in that basket. And how disappointed you will be when your omelette has just cheese. <laughs> so, you know, you, you guys obviously went big on JT. It delivered you a premiership. Mission to, accomplished. Back to it. the fucking cellar. Yep. With yous. Uh, Ma underscore Aaron, uh, he, he retweeted some uh, some news. Uh, Charlie Gubb set for a New Zealand Warriors release with the Cowboys. 
a strong possible destination. So uh, he said, "Put out your crayfish. Put out your crayfish." <laughs> Is so. that like you know how if you you know, go to some Eastern Bloc country and you've got three US dollars, you're automatically the richest man in town and. Then, <laughs> Is Charlie Gubb now the smartest man in North Queensland? <laughs> Quite possibly. The thing, the, the thing is, what the fuck is going on there now? I mean, like Forum was always going. That's yeah, that's no 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 big thing. But yep. you know, like Manu's thinking like I saw talk, talk before we started recording. That like Manu's looking at like leaving early or something. Like it's just like where's oh. they're just jumping off for like every chance they get. Who's signing? I don't know. I didn't see anything about who signed him. Did you? I didn't no. see. No, um, I just. All, yeah, I saw, no. all I saw that he was like looking to leave early. Okay. Maybe. What's the Oracle of League Live? What do they have to say on the subject? I wonder if uh, they have an article right up there. Uh, do, 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 do. Miles must play Origin for Queensland, says Maguire. Fucking please. No, there's nothing up there yet, so it must be just Twitter rumors at the moment, so I'll wait and see what happens. But uh, Schlips again. Up pop And he said. Uh, he, said, he tweeted this to us and said, what a fucking joke. And this is a Nine News Sydney article. Yep. Uh, I didn't click the little news, the little uh, video thing that attached to it. But it says, the, the line is, as the NRL struggles to deal with a drug crisis, Kurosom Arvaz's comeback from the depths of despair is a story worth hearing. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Seriously. Again, it's, it's fucking hard when they don't have their priorities right yeah yep so, Paddy Sill 17 yeah. listening to the latest this week in league podcast and apparently someone thinks Noffa's try of the year from 2013 was a knock on hashtag twilling decline fucking was mate it's physics science <laughs> all the shit they don't teach you down Campbelltown way yeah it's the fact it's the fact that that, that dude dropped that fucking ball <laughs> it's, it's, it's undeniable fact but yeah, on your side, you can say, oh, well, you know, they awarded it, so who cares? And that's what... He it, didn't get it goes, down, it goes down in history, yeah, it goes down in history as a try, so just, yeah. He in, didn't enjoy... Drop it on someone's iPhone on CCTV. Exactly. So just enjoy enjoy your um, ill-gotten gains. Jim Panzi, 15, came second in my first BJJ comp, got a rep to nation, and he showed us his medal with a little undefeated uh, wristband around. Can you please on your buddy. establish yes. what BJJ is for people that... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu... Okay. Just think of our demographic and when you yeah. say BJJ. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sucking dick with a stutter. <laughs> <laughs> Hammers, uh, this this is obviously directed to yourself. Anyone who thinks that a Pacific Island Voltron is the way forward doesn't know rugby league. He was fucking given and taken away from you last week. He smacked you with that backhander. Yeah. And then, but he did say, he, he did say, um... Fucking, what was that thing you said? I don't have it in front of me. What was the thing? He, he was giving you mad props. Oh, about Connie. Yeah, about, yeah, the, about the, Connie with the, the <laughs> vagina with the teeth. And yes. The um, vaginas and the teeth and so forth. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, you can say that all you want. You fucking drug-taking, you know, cartel-supporting piece of shit. But if there was the opportunity... Yes. ...for... Uh, the the best players to play together until because they don't have the money to to challenge the top tier nations. Yeah, but there is not the money I there. I think that the the rep round showed 
that there's uh, plenty of ability and fight in these teams. There is plenty and of ability and need, fight. All they need is just more games. They don't need to fucking join up with each other. All they need is more games as themselves. Yeah, and for them to get more games, what does that fucking take? More money. And they don't have more money. So I'm saying, while they it are needs establishing... To be it, needs, it just needs to be organised. And there's some stuff that came through, that, like, what, today? Just... With uh, rugby, where they're going to bring, you know, with the international stuff. And it yeah. seems like they're really adding some focus to it, which is exactly what they need. And as far as I can tell, when they bring back the kangaroo tours, and they're bringing back the lions tour, tours over here, and all that shit, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that there was nowhere where they said that they were going to plan... I'm just scrolling down through the League Live app, and and, uh, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. there's nowhere here where they said that they're going to, you know, double up on the on the kangaroos and lions mm-hmm. and make the, you know, the polyvoltrons, okay? No, so, still, what I'm saying is, if you put Australia up against any one of those teams... The scoreline, it, it would have been, you know, a, an absolute, an absolute Catholic priesting. Yeah, but it was an absolute Catholic priesting against New Zealand, who were like the number two. I'm not saying New Zealand shouldn't be part of Ultron. Never have I said New Zealand shouldn't be. Well, this no, is fucking... Seriously. This, 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 this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> We're getting to Australia versus the rest of the world here. Guess what? It's the, it's the barbarians um, again. Let's go. <laughs> but if, as they are establishing nations, if three... Four get together. Yeah, but you know what? They pull only, their resources. The only people that get anything out of it are the like you know seventeen players. You know maybe okay, so they have a squad of twenty going into the into camp and everything for before the final game. Their five best players, maybe, or their five players who are in positions that aren't, aren't occupied by players from other Pacific Island nations better than them. So it doesn't it doesn't really benefit doesn't push them forward at all. That's this is the thing. It doesn't push them forward. It just gives it like a select number of small number of players and yeah. more experience. And again, just I'm not saying let you... them play together and let them let the yeah. fucking. But you know, still, what does it say the rising tide lifts all fucking. The rising tide lifts all ships. Yep. Except and, uh, the cunts that have holes in them. Well, plus you know, then they learn to fucking then they learn to bail water real quick. <laughs> but again, I'm not saying destroy Tonga versus Fiji, and don't have it anymore. All right, you better fucking not. Talk. But have an option. So that, you know, there's something different, something to to strive for that has yeah, more money behind it. Yeah, those teams can get fucked up by Australia too. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's pointless. Not a fucking Leilani Latu's in it. Not fucking. They, they, Australia would fucking smash them all. Australia uh-huh. could play fucking four 80-minute games back-to-back and smash them all one by one. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Play New Zealand at the end and fuck them up too. <laughs> It'd just be like one of those under-tense carnivals you used to exactly. play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, what we got here? Uh, Brandon Vaudry. Is there anything better than seeing the Tigers get raped to their players and their supporters carrying on like children? Back <laughs> <laughs> over Perth. Fucking that got dark. <laughs> Ouch. Look, there's, in my opinion, there's better things. There's better things to see, but but I, I say that. But at the same time, I'm not unsympathetic to your plight. Yeah, <laughs> I do. There is some enjoyment to be had um, at times. Uh, the Tigers in decline, never, never yeah. in decline. Yeah. The cursed Chapo, well, stepdad Jay, he'll be happy. His fruit shop's still around, but it's been renamed to Minto Fruit Orchard. 
Is there a different kind of orchard? Minnow fruit orchard. <laughs> like, is that... Are you saying that fucking... There is a possibility that people as opposed down there. to the as, as opposed to the fucking May stacks not. of stacks of uh, the stacks of of, uh, of bald tire orchard. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Are you saying that some people may not know what a you know where fruit grows or yeah. what an orchard is or fucking where they are for that matter? <laughs> Look, I don't. Want to, you know, it's just it's just a name, mate. Like, don't read too much into it. It's in Minnow. Right? True, and it, it's not a stereotype accent <laughs> well done Aussie Jag there are only nine places named in the song Kokomo but they said over and over and over and over again what do I win fuck all the prize was for someone who actually gets a photo in each of the nine locations yeah go on, I said go and listen to the fucking podcast with, there with, with, with yeah listen to the podcast there take a selfie uh, you know throw, throw a hat or you know like a a, a rest fault scarf or something like what is, what is there in any previous episode that leads you to believe I don't know how to fucking google song lyrics <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we fucking nailed it though you know with a, a quick 15 second <laughs> fucking brain brain, uh, yeah. brain dump so yeah yeah, so yeah. so no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mate. Like, thank thank you for tweeting. But you don't, you do not win a prize yes, no. for for telling us what we already know. However, if you do go and listen to the podcast and send us a photo of you in each location, look, I'd, I'd be, I'd even pay just, I'd, I'd pay out on just coking myself, to be honest. <laughs> and to weed out you dodgy little fucks, yeah, I will have Twill Nation's resident fucking expert, Seagull Spur. Mm-hmm. Verify all pictures for possible photoshopping. <laughs> <laughs> That's inside ball. Uh, highway. For someone who claims to love stats, stepdad's ignorance of Rooster's historical annual penalty count is astounding. I'm pretty sure we mentioned it, and that, that it was a product of their own concession of penalties. That there's well, a defensive. If you break the stat- rules, the referees strategy. are going to penalise you. Yeah. Like. Or if the team you're playing breaks fewer rules, they'll give away fewer penalties than you. I feel rightly or you know, for for rightly or wrongly, the Roosters are uh, they're, they're the refs' fault champions. Yeah, they are. Probably about four years running now. I mean, this Penrith get a lot of fucking they get a lot of pub- publicity on the refs' fault front <laughs> because I mean, like they got Wally Lewis of refs' fault playing for them, but, <laughs> but for teamwork and consistency, yeah. I don't think the Roosters have got them. Um, Although yes. culturally catching up fast, yeah, is any team that plays Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, but that's fucking rightfully so. I mean, like, this is like, yeah, you know, South awful. and the Titans in recent memory both been yeah. royally anal, yeah, and Penrith. Oh, no, no, you fell behind by about fifty points, and then got a couple of consolation. Yeah, at the end. but the first disallowed try. Oh, yeah, that's true. That should have been a try. Yeah, that's true. Then six players came in, so there were six possible eight-point tries, that, <sighs> and we would have won. Lukey Dukester. I lolled at the Parks Test reference. I tried to impress my mates by smuggling a rooster in. And he's attached a YouTube video of the highlights of that game. And sure enough, the fucking someone let a rooster on the field. This guy, Lukey Doogster. and uh, wow. And so I said, "What? What were the repercussions? You know, for, did you get the rooster back?" And he said, "Mate, it was you know, it was Parks in the A's. I go fuck." <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So not only someone who was there, but someone who actually made the telecast. So many things impressed me about that. Yeah, like who who has access to a rooster when they like it's Parks. Yeah, no, I know, but you know. Did you did you call up and get a rooster? Did you steal a rooster? 
Was it your rooster? Yeah. Yep. Please fill in the gaps for us. Can you see how much we've matured? There was not one cock joke. Until then. Hey, no, Sam Warden. Well, I mean, he wouldn't be... I mean, like, smuggling a rooster in is a, is a very unusual fucking thing to a football game. But, I mean, like, how many people have got their cock out of the footy? Oh, Far yeah, more you just think. fucking ruined it. See? Hey, Sam Warden. What makes Mudgy honey so good? It'd be whatever flowers there are out there that the bees pollinate. Well, thanks for that, Harry Butler. That's the joke. <laughs> Well, fucking smart I, was, I threw that. I threw that line out there for the express purpose of Jay making a comment, some some derogatory comment about Mudgy. That was that was it. I mean, I understand the mechanics of the production of honey. Fucking smart ass, the warden. Yeah, it's actually very common practice for bees to be trucked in from other locations to help pollinate different fields. You know the fucking activated almonds that I'm sure you fucking go nuts for. Oh, down he there, would, while, he, would, you know? he would have been smashing them down at Santa Monica Pier while he was well, waiting to get his Emmy. These fucking activated almonds, while well, you're full of self-loathing <laughs> because you're hot and your air conditioner's on, but it's making <laughs> you cool, but everyone else warm. <laughs> Almond trees are very commonly pollinated by bees from very long distances away. So it might not be the fucking pollen in Mudgee. It might be the pollen from wherever they were. Well, we've got some technical stuff. If we've got any honey producers <laughs> listen to the show, <laughs> if you've got a couple of fucking hives and yeah, you can... <laughs> hey, please send us some honey. <laughs> also, be, yeah, maybe you can shed some light <laughs> on this... Uh, please don't send us bees. On this feud that's... On this feud that's ex- <laughs> threatening to erupt here over mudgy honey. <laughs> Those tweets... <laughs> Fuck me, dead stepdad. I, I thought I was the only one that saw the flying V in the Cowboys. It's very fucking weird and so ineffective. Isn't it fucking strange? <laughs> anyway. Man, I've got to watch these games with my eyes open. Uh, the biggest tiger. Kids coming up with excellent maths questions using a real bus timetable, real hopes and real dreams. And then he's got a, <laughs> Aiden says, Mitchell Pierce needs to go to Moore Park for a 10.50am loss against the Mighty West Tigers. He lives in Mortlake. He needs to meet with Hamish and eat some carrots for 20 minutes at Haberfield before he goes to Coogee Beach for a 39-minute swim. How many minutes does he have when he gets to Moore Park to get ready? I would fucking love for the team, like, even if the answer's correct yeah. on the kid, just to circle loss and West Tigers and write an F. <laughs> Hashtag Tigers. <laughs> the problem is the teacher is the biggest tiger, so I mean he's never gonna do that because he's the he's the biggest tiger. So I didn't know he was a teacher. Yeah. I thought he was saying that someone he knew was doing that. No, we've got a couple of teachers. We've got a couple of teachers in the house. They are souls, you think he's a teacher? Uh, Big Dan teacher, biggest tigers teacher. Fucking did that Gonski cunt know about that shit when he was <laughs> saying to give people money? <laughs> Uh, dirt <laughs> underscore road underscore cowboy. It's bad enough when stepdad became the storm pocket holder, but now OG is turned. And <laughs> what's with all the participation trophies, cut? <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're fucking talking about, mate. You got on that Heisenberg shit. He's over in Albuquerque, old dirt road. So uh, yeah, you you on that? Go and see Tuco. Cobra Burgers had a bad start to the day with some sad news, but listening to this week's episode and it's cheered me up some. Thanks, guys. You're very welcome, sir. That's sad. It is. Hope he's, you're okay, man. He's trying. To, he's trying. To, he's 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 seeking uh, employment in Melbourne at the moment. He's just been, he's just moved to Melbourne, and so uh, yeah. If anyone's got you know got no ideas, yeah. fucking hit us up, man. Help a brother out. 
in Melbourne. That's in Melbourne. that's a tough job market down there. Normally, yeah. you have to be a cunt. Yeah, well, I mean, or, or you know, you have to have like the the sharp head and the, and the fucking glorious beard. And uh, yeah, I go well there, Melbourne. Uh, walk in walk in with no clothes off and just and have them there on yeah. hangers and say I'm a deconstructed employee <laughs> <laughs> oh and we'd laugh and we'd laugh and we'd laugh and then they'd call security <laughs> De Niro said uh, I'm not that I'm anti-dragons anti the biggest lie ever told on this week in league oh mate I've seen bigger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tour tourist section. Well, Toto TV just a couple of hours ago sent us one sitting uh, a glorious photograph of palm trees and beach and so forth. A nice spot to listen to this week in league in Bali. Hmm. So there you go. Caleb Shank said, uh, Aruba, Jamaica, who I want to take you to Port Moresby. Well, this is his tour tourist uh, entry. Fuck. What rhymes with Moresby? Yeah. Is, is there anything? No. It's like orange. Claws <laughs> <laughs> <Plaus> B. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't think of it. It's no, too late. I'm sorry. The Blue Steelers uh, are listening to every ep in Arnhem Land every week. And he's, uh, <laughs> it's not as distant as, some, distant as some listeners, but it adds another dot on the map. Yeah. It surely fucking, fucking does. Good on you, son. Yeah, obviously listen to the show at like, you know, half volume so you don't get, you know, like a croc sneaking up on you and shit as you're sitting in your office or whatever. I imagine the crocs are everywhere, they're like cane toads. Are you saying that crocs are noisy sneakers? Well, I'm just saying, you've got, if you've got the volume up full on, you've got zero chance. <laughs> if you've got like half on, you might hear he might step on something. <laughs> step on a chip pack or something. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Look, I'm just going off what I'm making up in my head at the moment. Might, might accidentally, you know, bump into a West Tigers player on their way to Perth. <laughs> Save you. That, uh... Nice, man. Well, you know, come back to us. Hit us up. Fill us in on, on what you're doing in Perth and, uh... Yeah, picture with, uh, you get a picture with, Perth, with, cro- you get a picture with a crocodile with, like, a rest fault scarf wrapped around it. Yeah. <laughs> and don't die. <laughs> You don't win if you die. I mean, that's challenging. Isn't oh, it? man. Um, one thing quickly on the Twill Tourists. Yeah. I am, I'm very sorry, but I am a week late on this one. But um, Carsten, at Carsten Abroom, came back and said, uh, Hey, stepdad, I couldn't answer all your questions in a tweet. Sadly, there is no rugby league comp in Switzerland. I'm st- Shocked and stunned, and yeah. and not a little bit appalled. So, fucking the no milk or chocolate cup. That's a shame. Yeah, um, I'm German, born and raised, but my whole family is living in North Queensland. Well, there you so, go. So, um, you well, know, how no, do German born and raised? No aspersions, how, but how do they end up in North Queensland? There have been some documented cases of Germans living out in tropical climates. <laughs> smaller, smaller towns. That are s- sensitive to their political views. <laughs> oh. um, welcome. Best game in the world. Cheers from Switzerland. Oh, fucking, that's, that's incredible. So, um, Is that, that, that's got to be the first... That, that's the first person to claim Switzerland as well, you're right? Yeah. 
Nice. I tell you, if you are in Switzerland, send us the uh, the address, and I'll send you rugby league ball. If I don't know, yeah. if it's not seized because it's they've never seen one before and they cut it open to, <laughs> <laughs> to find all the cocaine inside. <laughs> I'll put Kevin Proctor as the return sender. <laughs> Uh, Astro North with three entries on the on on the, the tour tourists in a row. He sent it with with accompanying photographs. If you check out timeline, uh, Caratha, Western Australia, Onslow, Western Australia, and Barrow Island, Western Australia. So they're all obviously from his time uh, as a fly-in, fly-out worker. I don't count all three. That's just Perth. You do understand the geography of, of Western Australia and where things places like Barrow Island are in comparison to Perth, right? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Probably about as far from Perth as fucking we are. It's like, you know when you meet somebody? <laughs> yeah. And like, it'd be like me asking, you know, Switzerland, oh, do, do you know fucking Horgenborgen? <laughs> well, it's a big fucking country. <laughs> There's lots of people. <laughs> <sighs> oh, once again, we thank our good friends from the Super League Pod for their weekly roundup of everything happening over there in the ESL. Uh, give them a follow on at Super League Pod on Twitter. And uh, yeah, give their show a listen as well. It's great. And uh, especially in the ESL thing, uh, I haven't listened to this week's yet, but I would hope that they spoke about the fucking the Wolfpack, the first Wolfpack game. Oh man, Toronto knows how to party. You see the photographs of the, the, the crowd were doing a march to the ground. Oh. So I was like, it was full on soccer firm shit, like, you know, ripping flares and. And then you get to the game itself and there were like fucking three send-offs. I think the Wolfpack finished with 10 and they still won by like like heaps. So yeah. uh, it's, just, it's just such a tremendous story and, and it's good to see them bringing like the the ice hockey <laughs> into rugby league. Uh. But uh, I, would, I would hope that the boys talk about that this week but I haven't heard the social show yet so I'll find out tomorrow. Um we had a tweet from Alan Paul at Alan Paul Walker. He said, "Your mate Ben Pomeroy, who killed it in the NRL, is about to be tested in a final coup at Lord Derby. Can Australia's number one cut the mustard?" And, uh, and that's and I had to look up like, "What the fuck is that?" It sounds like a horse race. But I ended up looking it up, and it's basically the the final, like the the premier rugby, the French rugby league final game. I don't even know who Pomeroy played for, but uh, French rugby league, yeah. Big on the surrender tackles. Oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> surrender. Oh, surrender. <laughs> except, there's, except there's not like a dominant tackle and it's like actually like it's a good thing is what you, you aim for. <laughs> the dominant tackles, not so much. Surrender. Oh, it's big. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's they, hard to adapt to the coaching style. They, they just offer them 10 extra metres. <laughs> and they're cheerleaders. <laughs> Nice one, gents. Tom and Mark here from the Super League pod bringing you your weekly update on all things ESL this week in Grungy Stepdads. And on Thursday, it was Huddersfield 21, Castleford 26. A man of the match hat-trick from the Magic Ponytail man himself, Jake Mamo, wasn't enough for Huddersfield as they let a half-time lead go against the league leaders who were short of three England stars. Jesse Senni-Lefeo was huge for Cass and came up with the winning try with five minutes left. 
This came after Jake Webster was harshly simbined for the Tigers on 70 minutes. Then he was joined there by Huddersfield's captain on the night, Danny Big Mouth McBruff, for a fully grubby cannonball tackle. Had he stayed on, he would have led his side to victory for sure and saved Mamo from having a fight with the floor as his final pass of the game found touch. Recovering Warrington overturned a half-time deficit to record a 40 points to 18 win over Saints at the Halliwell Jones this weekend. Ex-Dragon Mike Cooper scored one of Wire's six tries, whilst Ryan Morgan and Dominique Peru registered for a Saints team that will rue such a turgid second-half display. This result means Warrington have won five out of the last six in recent weeks, as Tony Smith's men continue to recover from their dismal early season form. Also on Friday, it was Wigan Warriors 16, Salford Red Devils 31. Standing Salford fullback Niall Evels was in top form in an all-around strong team performance as the Red Devils downed your world champion Wigan Warriors away for the first time in over 20 years. Some wife-beating cunt was also a standout, while some race-hate-spouting cunt sat out the game, his second of his eight-match ban. For Wigan, more half-back injury concerns limited their ability to create despite a stronger second-half showing. And on Saturday, Leeds' Perpignan smashing grab strategy paid off once again, as the Rhinos were able to escape Perpignan with a 30 points to 24 win over the Dragons, who lost their grubbiest talisman Greg Bird early in the piece due to an eye injury. Matt Parcell and Adam Cuthbertson continued to look good for Leeds, who was who won this courtesy of a late Danny Maguire try, after Braden Williami and Remy Casti had contributed to the Catalan cause. Also on Saturday, it was Lee Centurions 26, Wakefield 40 in the end. A game of three-thirds at the LSB, Wakey led 20-0 in an opening spell that included a Milky Bar Miller try. After 50 minutes, it had become 26-22 to Lee, including a strong game by Glenn Stewart in what has otherwise been an early retirement season for the gift that has stopped giving. Some Lee trademark ill-discipline helped Wakey get back on track, though, to finish up 40-26 to the away side. And in the final game of the weekend, Witness really showed their middle eight credentials by letting an 18-point half-time lead go against Hull FC. It finished 22 points to 33 in favour of the visiting Black and Whites, who were helped out by tries from Carlos Tumavavi and the ethereal Albert Kelly. For Witness, Fatih Arban and Chris Houston crossed, but letting 18 points slip is criminal, and Witness fans should be very worried indeed. The table stays as it was a week ago. Cast lead from Hull. Salford and Leeds sit behind. Wigan and Wakey are chasing the top four as Catalan and Saints hold on to the top eight just. Wire are closing in, but things are a little more forlorn for Huddersfield, Lee and Witness. Next week, Super League takes a break when we'll be bringing you updates from the Challenge Cup. No memberships. I know I was supposed to have them up on, on the weekend, but I was fucking slammed. I just couldn't, I just could not get it physically, could not get it done. But... I have been uh, making severe progress on my, you know, very good progress on the shit that's been slamming. So I will uh, get it up. I've devoted, I've carved out a chunk of time tomorrow with which to, to finalise things. So uh, I'll be doing that. And uh, yeah, and the, certainly the members will get an email and, uh, mm. you know, be able to do the early adoption thing. And uh, yeah, and then we'll get it going. Otherwise, everything's pretty much yeah. all all in readiness to go. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, I guess also just a reminder that this Saturday uh, coming up, which is what the thirteenth of May uh, in Brisbane, there's a double header. Uh, the Titans versus Storm game starts at five thirty p.m. I believe, and the the Manly one follows. Manly Broncos follows um, at like you know, eight, and we will be Hotel LA kicking off round three, I would say. And uh, yeah, come over, have a couple of drinks, introduce yep. yourself, say hi, and uh, hopefully we get a, a few bodies there. 
Even if you're not going to the game. Well, no, that's it. Get down to the Hotel R. Yeah, Hotel R. And uh, have a great afternoon before, uh, yeah, before going to watch uh, watch the Titans get fucking slaughtered. Can you imagine, like, Sargentson <laughs> versus fucking Goonie? Like, what's the record of tries in a match <laughs> for one player? <laughs> Is that like Ashford to the power of Hiku? Oh, he's... You know, I don't think... He, that's un, very unfair. It's very unfair on Hiku. <laughs> Come on. Ashford, fair enough. Hiku wasn't better. It wasn't just alliteration that oh. fucking gave him the highway. That was for a period where he was a the natural centre, so he's pushed out to the wing <laughs> through positional issues. Jesus Christ. Ungrateful Penrith cunts. This week, uh, obviously, the cocaine thing, we've done that. I uh, had to bring that forward due to the, the sheer number of tweets, tweets that we received on the subject. Um, other, other small little things I just wanted to uh, talk about real quick. Uh, four into the Bulldogs, three-year deal. I say, what, about a million a year? Uh, great great deal for foreign. Yeah. Because, hey, a million a year. million a year. Uh, the Bulldogs, I, I just wonder, what I wanted to ask you was, right now, how many games a player are going to play in a season? Like, you know, you take finals out of the equation. Yep. And... You'd think that over the three-year contract, he's going to have with with some finals and stuff. Yeah, let's let's say he's going to have about eighty-five potential games he could play. Yeah. Okay. How many of those does he play? Uh, just is he shouldery? He's he's fucking broken down. He's shouldery. In my opinion, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that I think that they'll be lucky. I would say to they get lose fifty games out of him. I was gonna. I reckon they lose him for minimum six games. Yep. Each year. Yep. He. I. He. I don't know if this is a true statistic or not, but I. I feel like I've, I saw that he hasn't played more than fifteen games in a season for some time. In which case, they, I guess they're only getting forty-five out of him unless they make the finals. Yeah. But, um, interesting. Look, I mean, he's. Oh, fuck, I mean, him him joining Des, that's been a thing since 2012. Yeah. Yeah, every single time they speak, and every time they talk about him potentially going to dogs, and it's finally happened. Uh, can can Des keep him on the straight and narrow? Yeah. Um, Look, here's the thing we've, we've spoken before. Yeah. Is Des Hasler the coach that says, this is what I have, and I will figure out a way to make it work? Or is he the coach that says, this is what will work, and I will cram what I have into that? Well, he's kind of the guy saying that um, what I have isn't working, so I'm going to buy foreign and I'm going to buy Aaron Woods and all these other kinds of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, we shall see. I don't know if he's the he's certainly a better half than what they've got at the moment, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think he's the guy they need with the. He doesn't have the kicking game. I was just going to say he they're not buying a boot. Yeah, the, he doesn't have the kicking game. the The test match showed you know, what he can do as far as, like, organisational skills are concerned, you know, yeah. very little. And uh, so I just wonder if the, if he's the player they really need. Although, saying that the dogs won't have a Reynolds, yeah, that it may be... Um, uh, fucking... What's his name? 
uh, fucking F-Man. Frawley. Frawley. Fuck it, Slate at night. Um, maybe, you know, again, if all they get out of him next year is a bit of organisation yep. and a bit of distance kick, you know, that that's... Uh, Better than what they've had. Yeah, maybe like you know, he's, he's a good player. He, he's just a he's a he's a better, more multi faceted Reynolds with less passion. He's less trippy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, far less far less trippy, far yeah. less trippy. But also more injury prone too. So, yeah. uh, look, you know, that's Desi got his man. I mean, he's wanted him for years, and apparently very good at you know entering a place, leaving a bit of himself there, um, but then having that and having a, a lasting same. impact on that place. <laughs> life-changing impact if you will uh, but then he moves on yep very quickly Teddy to the Chooks finally happened just after we let the show loose last week worst kept secret in rugby uh, league worst kept secret uh, it's funny though because it was, it was all the rage that it was it was all the talk at the start of the season that Teddy was going to the Chooks then it died right down because it seemed like okay the Chooks are getting things moving and the, the, the Tigers are playing you know they're starting to show some form clearers on board games. blah blah they're winning some games yep. and, nope then out of nowhere fucking yeah. boom Going to the chooks, yeah. So, a lot of salt from all these, all these. I was going to say, if there was a twilly at the end of the year, yeah. for most salty moment, yep. at the moment it would be Cronulla's bird announcement, yep, and Tedesco's Cleary comments, yeah, yeah. I think, and it's just like such a such a comment. Like, oh, if they hadn't put a deadline on me, I wouldn't. You know, fucking can't. You had fucking. Like, I hear that contract in his hand months ago. Has there ever been a player who has said something along the lines of, I have a limited amount of time in my career mm-hmm. and I need to capital I need to get as much money as I can? Yeah. Has there ever been a player that's actually come out and said that and because I can only think of three maybe? Four and said that I have to do what's best for my family when he went to Parramatta and geez, what a lie that turned out to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, but the, the, a couple of times there's been the whole, yep, I'm doing it for the money. I think in this day and age... The average fan would not begrudge a player. No one begrudges. Who that. actually admitted that that's what the reason was? Yep. Because you know what? Nine times out of ten, that's the reason. Yep. But you know how many times they actually say it? Yeah. Two times out of ten. Exactly. Maybe. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, "Look, I was up for contract. I tested my worth on the open market. Yep. This team paid more than all the other teams. Yep. I got a short career over the duration of this contract. That yep. means I'm going to get another million than I would have got elsewhere. That's it. A million dollars is a lot of fucking money. Uh, so again, yeah. um, unless you're talking about, so all things being equal, if you're in close proximity to the other options, yep. Money's going to be high on the list of priorities. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, and you think oh, we we talked briefly about like you know the kangaroos who and stuff coming back. I love that shit. Yeah, I remember back when I was a kid, you know, watching the and following the kangaroo tours and stuff. Like, I thought it was great, and I love when the when the English sides uh, or you know the mm-hmm. the combined you know British Isles sides come out. I fucking love it. More oh. more internationals, the better. I so, mean, so you're saying you're okay with a fucking British Voltron, but if they're not white, it's not right. No, it's saying it's basically a long, a long term. Like they come down for like a long ass tour. I know, but the British so, Lions. Yeah, that's not England. It's a fucking white Voltron. Well, you know what? At the at the at the risk of being controversial, yeah, fucking is. It's all the same. They're all England. They all fucking bent the knee. <sighs> so. <laughs> Pacific Islands. Vulcan. However, there is a rich diversity. To the people of the Pacific Islands. 
Hope we got no Irish fans. <laughs> Look, they know as well as I do. They bent the knee. They fucking. <laughs> Please don't fucking IRAs. <laughs> Look, if you if you if you contribute players to the British Lions, then you then you are fucking bowing to them bowing to the yeah. fucking British Empire there, there is and don't let me dumb, I don't there's not much else. fucking lower than somebody who is not English getting involved with a team that's basically England yeah yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's outrageous when, it? when they're not good enough to do the job for their country yeah there's been it's just a problem I mean like I'd, I'd love to see them you know come over as a massive group and maybe have, you know play but then you know get some individual games out there with you know, the various countries but then, then you're talking about a touring team of like touring squad of yeah. 100 people which is ridiculous I don't like your fucking chances of tours with rugby league's obvious stimulant out of the equation now and player burnout so high on the, uh, <laughs> the table <laughs> that's that's the one thing I mean these kangaroo tours are fantastic and everything but yeah then you've got the players association and they're like oh the players play too many games or whatever. but I, I, I used to love that you know and they'd go the kangaroos would go over there and then they'd yeah, they'd, they'd fuck up some county side and then they'd, yeah. then they'd play like a proper game against like Wigan or something and then they'd have a te- you know, yeah. test and then they'd play somewhere else against another side and they'd have another test. And I just yeah. love that shit. Again, I, I wouldn't be unhappy with them. We've spoken about it before. You take all of the rep side yep. of things and then in the breaks and the semis mm-hmm. leading up to the grand final, yep. for teams that aren't involved, yep. everyone else is available for selection, yep. have them then. Yep. That'd be a fantastic end of the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I do like that they're looking to uh, you know reinvigorate or you know double down on the international game a little bit and uh, <laughs> try and get just get some more games going. Really, I mean, it's good. It's good to see. Um, I don't really have any other news I want to talk about. How about yourself, Jamal. It's so funny. It's not funny. I feel for the guy. That that part's not funny. But the the, the funny part is, I was only you know I was looking at uh, league live before, and two days ago there's an article like he just is fit and fucking ready to go. Yeah. That was like the headline. Yeah. I don't think it said fucking, but like otherwise... Yeah, you just wrote it. Like, Unless you wrote the article. Yeah, unless I wrote the article, because, you know. Um, and then, like, a day later, it's like, oh, no, fucking ACL, what, season done? Yeah. Potentially, you know, career done. Has anyone considered that Ivan Cleary doesn't like him? That the injury is a ruse... To free up salary cap, is that what you're saying? Um, no, fuck, not to free up salary cap. I'm saying Ivan Cleary's fucking Tonya Harding'd him <laughs> after training. I don't think Cleary's got it in him. Well, the last time that he played in a fucking Cleary-led team, he was almost assassinated in Vietnam. And they couldn't get it done. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah, is there fucking something that Cleary has against Jamal? It's possible. Yeah. It's possible, but um, yeah. it it is pretty shit, and and you would think that's probably him. He's really still he's still fucking young though, but yeah. the problem is he's just done nothing. Yeah, and so much potential, and he's just it, it never never reached it except for you know spurts, and he hasn't reached it at this at this end of the West Tigers. I mean, there was that period in the game. Which fucking game was he playing at? He was at Can- uh, Canterbury. It was, it was the one where he was like, if anyone ran straight at him. He just fucking blasted him. Oh, yeah, yeah, If he had to move laterally yeah, at all, just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. forget about it. But if someone was fool enough to run directly into his path, he was just blasting dudes. It was great. But, um, yeah, just a, a, an incredible squandering of potential. And, yeah, I'm sure there's others, other examples that are far worse, but oh. that's one that really sticks in my mind. I, I think to the game, 
um, there's still some value in him. You know, he's obviously can be a good role model for, for the Indigenous communities. Yep. He's openly had his issues yep. and, and he's dealt with them. Um, but, you know, what was it, 15 he did it last time with Penrith? You Did his ACL oh, last time? I don't, I don't remember, honestly. Um, I, th- I think it was. Um, yeah, the, to to happen in what, was, what is basically his first full season again... Um, you'd want to hope he kept the fucking receipt from the last reconstruction. Yep. So, yep. But, yeah, unfortunate. He's unfortunate for the young fella. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll see what happens next for him. But, yeah, I don't hold a lot of hope out for a lot more NRL. And, you know, if if, if Ivan likes him as little as you, as you suggest, then uh, come contract renewal time. In, strange, in like. a strange way, that gives me hope. It means that Nathan will actually never actually go to the Tigers. Yeah, because but he's not going to smite his own son, though, is he? No, well, he's probably still fucking holding a grudge from, you know, 16 years ago when, when Nathan scratched his Tarago. He's probably... He's probably yeah, Nathan's probably hiding the fucking... <laughs> like, the, the, the marks from the fucking... The jug cord. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And don't forget that they've set up their Twitter account, at Live. See if you can throw them some statistics questions or, you know, some tasks to you know, provide examples of and you know, try and stump them. Yeah, they, get I'm sure it. they love it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take lots of time out of their day at all. No, not at all. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Did you pick up pick up any stats that that, that uh, sent the blood rushing? I did. Look again. I was just so impressed that they had a dedicated representative round still set up. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of other info sources take breaks. Yep. Um, but they have a, a dedicated section on the app where you can go back and look. Um, and it was you know even the under twenties match. Yep. Was there as well. But I looked over the stats, and I'm trying to get an idea of where the Kiwis can improve. On paper, this is a very good New Zealand side. Yes. So, I came to a conclusion, and it's not a unique conclusion, I'm pretty sure it's the same conclusion everyone watching the game came to, is that um, Kidwell can't fucking coach for shit. <laughs> However, it is uncanny, and I encourage everyone to download League Live and go and have a look between the Australian New Zealand under-20 stats yeah, and the, uh, what do you call it, first-grade yeah, yeah, stats. Yeah, kangaroos, yeah. Little things like completion rates and possession and yeah. stuff. So, um, some fucking work to do at early stages for the Kiwis. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll just go through the results uh, on the Friday games quickly. Um... The uh, Junior Kangaroos, 46, defeated the Junior Ki- Kiwis, 22. Mm. And uh, I mean, Australia had a big lead in that one. The I mean, Kiwis got a couple of you know charity tries at the end. But uh, a lot of names that you know we uh, 
playing first grade at the moment and uh, you know scoring some tries and uh, the old uh, the other Tyrone Roberts from of, of Titans fame the the, the the other Tyrone Roberts couple of tries for him so it was a fantastic um, the Jillaroos sixteen defeated the uh, New Zealand Kiwi Ferns four and so that uh, great result for the ladies fantastic because result. that uh, I, the, the impression that I get I don't know if this is true or not but I feel like that New Zealand women tend to yeah, we see them mostly playing in the nines. Yeah, there's three games in the nines, and it, it feels to me like New Zealand women don't win all of them, but feel that like they win the series yeah. more often than not. Yes, and uh, so it's good to see you know in a you know, in a full game, the girls like the defence was fucking ridiculous in that game, but uh, well done to them. And Australia thirty defeat New Zealand twelve. Far not reflective of the game at all. Mm. I mean, there's some massive charity tries given, including one that was a fucking charity try from the, from the bunker. Um, decent crowd down there in Canberra, though. Uh, you know, getting to the cold part of the year, and yes. uh, nearly 19,000 there in attendance. Yep. Our tries, though. Dugan, Ferguson, Will Chambers, Tyson Frizzell, and Jake, Jakey Turbo, and uh, Thurston, five of five conversions in New Zealand, had uh, Mannering with the charity try, and uh, two of us, a Sheckwood try, and uh, Kahu, two of two conversions. Mm. Mate, this is... Australian side I thought was second string at best with the obvious exception of you know positions like you know Jonathan Thurston and so forth yeah but fucking we shredded them with ease yeah and great regularity yes to to have a commanding advantage at half time and New Zealand when they were never at any stage in this game. In this game, and it's such a strange thing to see. In the because in recent years it's been very competitive. Yeah. With New Zealand often getting but the upper it's, hand. Look, it, it's said everywhere. Yeah. New Zealand will do better in a multi-game. Yeah. Have time to tournament. Yeah. Um. So, but it the one thing that struck me with New Zealand was continuity. Yep. They, they weren't able to build anything because they've got the talent there. They've got yep. your Johnsons. They've, they've got shape. But whenever Johnson would discover some little gaps, you know, and, and this was on the Australian team, yep. Australia would plug them. Yeah. So, you know, generally Johnson will take, you know, he'll sort of probe, probe, probe. Yep, that's there and I'll exploit it. Yep. Australia saw him coming. Yep. So they shut it down and just made sure the gaps weren't there for him next time. Um, my biggest takeaways out of this one Fucking, and I know he got me into the match, yeah. so it's not a shock to praise him. Yeah. But Matt Gillette, yeah. if there was one footballer that you would want to show to young kids as to how to play the game, that he, his performance in this game would be it. His tackles were massively physical, yeah. but they didn't leave the rest of his line exposed. Yeah. His runs were hard and on great angles. He, he was just... Absolutely outstanding. Um, and the other point I've got here is... Trent Merrin. <laughs> fucking Merrin. <laughs> Played about as well as his form in the NRL, in the NRL rounds to date, <sighs> as uh, showed us. Look, you know, again, um, the two blights on Australia, like the fucking <laughs> butterfingered cunts, was Andrew Fafita and Valentine Holmes. Andrew Fafita, though, I mean, in his defence, well, no, there's nothing defending those fucking drops. They're absolutely atrocious. They were, they were Hunt-esque. But, <laughs> but 
Oh, he's doing some fucking good runs in that, though. I mean, I mean, he had something to show for the game at the end, you know. Yeah. I mean? Look, I died. But, yeah, but some of those, yeah. I said to Sharky Dave on Twitter, you know, yeah. Merrin's meter to error ratio <laughs> probably still didn't get him over for Peter, but uh, with no. no errors. And then he's the one that's dancing um, around like a fucking clown in the dressing room afterwards, and the NRL's putting that out there, like, you know, for us to yeah, see, like, okay. Exactly. Um, the only last point I've got here, um, with all the fucking cocaine use this week, mm-hmm. has anyone considered the fact that Josh Dugan is a morphine addict? Well, he's like purposely getting injured to get he the He does whistle. every, yeah, yeah. Everything he fucking can. To get on that, yeah. suck on that green yeah, plastic it, dick. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that cunt is just a magnet for shattered bone. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking hell. Mr. Glass. Yeah, poor dude. Get but, well, uh, Look. Tremendous victory to Australia. I love beating New Zealand. Um, you know, the, the, at one point, the passion goes out of the international game, and you're like, you know, whatever. Australia's going to turn up, and it doesn't matter what they do, they're going to win. Yeah. They might struggle all the time and just put yep. it away late, but they're going to win. And then New Zealand actually started, you know, getting some wins on the international stage, winning a couple of times, yep. and, and being, you know, the, the dominant side there for a couple of years. Yep. But then for Australia to come out and just fuck them up like this again, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that goes to, you know, again, at this level. Yeah. You don't need a strategic coach, especially in Australian side. The, it certainly isn't the strongest one that no going around. But yeah. you know, you, you you don't need a coach who's teaching you how to run plays and you run here and fucking X's and zeros on the whiteboard. Um, but but Mal's done a very good job of bringing that that uh, Queensland culture, except for the inbreeding, to to the Australian team. Yeah. So. Okay, Saturday saw the uh, the triple header down there at Campbelltown, and uh, we started off with uh, Papua New Guinea defeating the Cook Islands thirty two to twenty two, then following uh, Tonga defeating Fiji Barty twenty six twenty four, and finally, uh, regrettably, England thirty defeating Samoa ten. Great night of action. That last game was disappointing to me just because Samoa was so fucking bad, and I wanted them to win. Yeah. On paper, they should have been far better, but wow, England. Like they surely can't have had too much time with old Wayne, but they fucking they they played a they played a pretty. Uh, I mean, they scored two late tries to really uh, you know, blew alter, it out. The, alter the alter the feeling yeah. of the actual game itself. It was clo- it was closer than that, but they were certainly in command the entire time of the game. Yeah. Um, so I brought themselves back into it on a couple of occasions, but they just you know they either dropped the ball or they you know had you know, shitty fifth, fifth tackle option yeah. or whatever they couldn't do anything. Yeah, but um. England, they they had a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, brand of Benny Ball for what you would think would be limited time with the coach. Um, yeah, they did. Oh, you you wouldn't assume that Wayne Bennett is absent in in that England team. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm sure he sends handwritten letters with what he expects done and posts them and you know <laughs> licks the stamp and. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I was a little bit disappointed in in the Samoan game as well. Um, I really enjoyed the other two, es- yeah, especially man. the. I, I know you were talking about um, the the Cook Islands and yeah, PNG, and that, the 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 PNG game. How fucking good have the Hunters been in the QRL? Yeah, for the uh, the interesting Queen for for the Papua New Guinea international game. It's tr- fucking tremendous. Yep. 
Like the different, you could just see the difference. I mean, PNG have always been a team with tremendous passion and and playing with a tremendous amount of like you know physicality and enthusiasm and stuff yeah. like that. With with not little to no skill, but like tons of fucking mistakes and you know. But yeah. man, it's like they're starting to actually you know pull that shit behind them and, yep. and they're really emerging as the, as the team. Yeah, like a genuine probably what fourth team. I mean, I, I'm I think that. PNG at this stage, they could take you know your, your France and people like that. And um, but do, do we have to get into who could take France? <laughs> well, I think they could also beat them in a rugby league game. <laughs> <laughs> this is one was uh, uh, Norm Macdonald said the Netflix special <laughs> dropped yesterday, <laughs> and I've watched it twice already because I love Norm. He's one of my guys. But, um, he's talking about, they're talking about Germany and like yeah, World War Two and stuff. And about, yeah, Germany. Um, you know who they choose as their opponent in the war is the world. <laughs> uh, um, look, I've I've made a conscious effort this year to yeah. to enjoy rugby league. Yeah, um, I'd found myself gotten you know very bogged down with you know the the stats and the the storm style of play and yeah. perfection and just yeah. clinical stuff. Why would you do that to yourself? Um, did this Tonga Fiji game yeah. reignited fire in I my love, heart? I love the contrast at the start. And like Fiji are rocking out the hallelujah, hallelujah stuff. And then Tonga are coming out with, I'm going to fucking stab you, can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you know, you look at the no one completed over 70%. Yep. And again, these are guys that don't play together every week. And it, yeah, and and it's it's probably the most negative thing you could say about these games is sometimes they're frustrating, which is like you know with the drop ball and whatever. Yeah, you know what? I I find those sorts of completion rates frustrating in a, in a club game because those guys train together for months yeah. and they should should be doing better than that. No, but just as a, but, as a game though, it does it does like yeah. stuff you know stuff the flow at times. But now there's so much th- other good shit thing, going because on. there was there was so much, especially Penrith contingent in these games. Yep. The way those cunts performed, and they didn't drop any less ball. Yep. So you know, I can't talk about that. But the energy they showed, yep. the enthusiasm they showed, the way they were aware of where their teammates were in defence. Yep. Like I didn't think there was any way for me to fucking hate on Griffin this round. <laughs> but thank you, Tonga and Fiji. Yep. Um, fucking hell. What are you doing? How 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 can they not be doing that? Yeah, week in week out. But um, no, I I really enjoyed that game. Fairytale, e- epic game with the great finish. Yeah, you know, the go ahead try at the death. Um, yeah, so fantastic. And uh, yeah, some overs England. We've, I guess we've had our say on yeah. that. And then so we go come to Sunday, and the city country game in Mudgee, the place of exceptional honey. So mm. I've been led to believe. Yes. And uh, city twenty defeated country ten. And if this were a genuine origin trial... It was the NBN Cup. The NBN Cup, as in the regional broadcaster? No, the, no. the network that's fast in the city and not very good in the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tremendous. Well, City, they, they put on a, a great uh, defensive performance. I mean, country had it. They, they the lead was only, was it? Four or six. Yep. I think it was four for a large part of that second half. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, country had them under the pump, but they uh, they held strong. Um, 
look, I don't know if there's a lot to, to say in terms of origin selection because it's not a genuine origin trial, but, I mean, you, you would be bringing Adam Elliott into the mix somewhere. You'd yep. be, I mean, Tamau, obviously, he, he played pretty well for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Gao, <laughs> with that first try, that was amazing. Like, I, I, I still <laughs> I always love Gao. Yeah, you know, he, he, has, he spent some time at Manly. Mm. And... Uh, it's just so funny like see someone if, if anyone had him as first try scorer in a city country game Jesus <laughs> um, Brycey I mean he got the last try to, to ice the game but you know, it, was, it was right on full time I mean the game was done anyway he, but he did have the final word in he did have the final killing. word killing the concept off you, yes. you, you could say um, he uh, a concept that never really had the chance to go full term <laughs> <laughs> fucking 100 years is okay yeah. <laughs> that's a decent term <laughs> <laughs> what yes. did you make of Gallon taking that last kick? They're like, oh, Gallon, you know, he's he's, he's uh, you know received the honour of doing the like, yeah. No, he he made the decision. Yeah. Um, look, it's a bit fucking looking. Who at me. who who would have been in that team if it wasn't Paul Gallon? What do you mean? You know, to take it. Yeah. Well, no. Who, whose spot guffo. did he take? Oh. I have, you know? no I have no idea because remember this so, is this is a team that exactly. couldn't, they couldn't even name seventeen um, guys. Look, and you know if he wasn't available, they they probably just would have played Moylan in eight. Um, but <sighs> I I don't think Paul Gallon's meant that much to City Country. No, not at all. I mean, and, that, and, and that's I do respect what his. I found odd. Well, I do I do respect his decision to play in the game because he hasn't. You know, so it's like almost like. You know, I've retired from the other, but you know, I'm you know, going to try and give back to this one. Yep, that's that that part I applaud. That's 100%. fine. But I just felt that the whole taking the kick thing, which yeah. is really look at me. Yeah. You know, like a real grandstandy sort of fucking, uh, not selfish because, you know, and it only became a big deal because it was him doing it. It Paul Gallon is not to City Country what Preston Campbell is to the Indigenous All Stars. Put it that way. Yeah, that's right. You know. That's right. um, so it wasn't some like lovely bookend to the concept with him no. taking the kick or anything like that, not at all. Please fucking please 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 pick Cook for fucking Hooker. I'd be fucking happy with McInnes. Yeah. Both of those guys played okay. Well, both of them are not Robbie Farrow. Yeah, yeah. That's the number one quality I look for in a New South Wales hooker. Th- that and eligibility for New South Wales, pretty much. Yeah. I'm about ready to start fucking going Greg's list for available New South Wales hookers. <laughs> um, yeah, ag- again, uh, you, you look at this game in comparison to a club game and, and Hanley was pretty poor. City were 52% of possession and 68% completion. But I, I love watching those guys who don't play together every week. You know, players like Ado Carr. That, that's just yeah. pure speed and talent and, yep. and getting in there. Um and and I think it was a, a good job by by Freddie to get everyone ready for that game in such a short yeah. period of time. Um, country, unfortunately, that's what happens when an anorexic penis coaches you. <laughs> <laughs> and what a shame it's not an actual genuine selection trial because gee, you know, like guys like Adam Elliott busted his fucking hole yeah. in that game. And um, look, they look pretty good. Yeah. Um, Again, yeah, on that note, I, I think as a selection trial, it's dead. Yeah. But I think as a concept, there is still value. Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, 
Once you get past the negative press of earlier in the week where they can't feel the team and stuff, and then they finally get their 17. Yeah. But on, on game day, yeah. it's good. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know traditionally what, what a mudgy crowd should look like. This was 8,322. But, um, yeah, it felt like it was an okay crowd for the for the venue. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know what the answer is for, for what what they do with the country after this because what what is there? I mean, they can't take a whole round of football. I mean, they can do the whole individual games. Did, did you see Freddie's plan? No. Freddie's plan was that you give each team in the NRL a geographical yeah. area yep. to be responsible for. Yeah. And they have to take at least one game out there a year. Okay. Have support and they get salary cap concessions if somebody comes okay. via that yep. in theory it's not a bad idea yeah, it's not too um, bad it does sound like hassle though someone's got to pay for it yeah like Panthers go to Bathurst yeah let's not pretend that you know for any other there, there is a Panthers branded sports club with a shit ton of poker machines in <laughs> Bathurst but yeah yeah, you know and you bring people in to feed those coins through mm. But yeah, no, I, I like the idea of each team having one game in the country at some point in the season. Yeah, that's. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not it's kind of not the same. But uh, yeah, I don't I just I don't have the answers. Sinclair for the uh, Ask Nats segment, and I've uh, got a bunch of questions this week, but before the other guys have their turn, I've the big question that I have this week. Well, first, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. A week, a week off from, um, you know, we know, we, know, oh, we know it's been tough beautiful. for you. So. Yeah, it was, I had a really good weekend. <laughs> Stress, stress-free weekend. Yeah, it was beautiful. Nothing ruined it. Yeah. So, good time. Did you, did you watch many of the um, rep round games? Yeah, I did. I watched the um, Australian game and I watched the country game. So, um, yeah, it was good to watch. I love footy and I love watching teams beside my own at the moment. Yeah. So, um, no, it was good to have those. Yeah, they were good games. So. Yeah, yeah. No, they were very good. I mean, some were better than others. I mean, I was disappointed with the Samoa versus England game, but I think that's because I wanted Samoa to win. But, yeah, I, I, so I thought they would win 100%. Yeah. Looking at the team. That was but so England flat. Really scored, they, they scored them. Yeah, they, there was nothing doing. Even Milford played terribly. Yeah. So, I hope you keep um, that up. Yeah. Yes, there we are. <laughs> um, but the big thing then after that, we had uh, Proctor, you know, Al, and then we got a bunch of other guys coming out through the wind. Yeah, Shark buddy, everybody. Everybody, yeah. everybody is doing lines. So yeah, I guess the question is, we've seen. Are you are you aware of the punishment that that uh, that Proctor has finally has finally been given? Yes. By the Titans. Four weeks and four weeks and twenty k. Yeah, twenty grand, and, and like he's he's still not. Yeah, he's stood down from his role as co-captain, and uh, there's like I think it was there like fifty yeah. hours of community service in there or something as well. Um, yeah. Look, for me, I think that's probably okay. That's like that's for first offence and everything, and that's that's pretty decent. And he's not going to be playing for uh, New Zealand at the end of the year as well. And those stuff. Uh, that was a great call from yep. New Zealand. That was that was a massive call yep. and it was a fantastic yep. call because that that really really put their um their aspirations to the title in uh, like a bit of disarray because they're fantastic players. Obviously one yep. was the captain. Um and for them to show that you know they don't care about that, like they take it seriously and it's not about their culture. That was a huge thing for them to do and I really really liked it. Yep. 
Yep. And also, you, and then with the with the removal of those tests as well, I mean, he's just, he, you know, he's probably going to be out about a hundred grand as well from this whole. Oh, absolutely. Season, and so. this does matter, you know, for them towards the end of their careers as well. Like, yep. um, I think it was excellent for them to do, and it's just generally it's embarrassing, yep. and they deserve to be embarrassed right now. So, um, I really liked that they did that. I really appreciated that from them. Yep. Yep. Well, so that's well. That's okay. We're agreed on. We're agreed on what the standard punishment should. I think the Titans have done a really good job yeah. in setting the standard for what it should be. Even if this player, even if the player in question wasn't a Test player, I still think mm-hmm. like twenty grand is. Pre- I mean, like twenty grand isn't is a drop in the ocean for like a Thurston. But, yeah, exactly. But there's probably other sanctions that he would get. In, you know, in, in addition, like you know, representative ones and things like that. Anyway, but I think for, I think it's a fair. It's a fairly decent benchmark. I think for a, a, like a baseline penalty for yeah. any player. I think the problem that we do have is because, like, I bring up Mitchell Pierce. Yep. He got 12 weeks for, for what he did. And looking back on it now, that was disgraceful that he got that punishment for that. Yep. Because what he did was, there was actually nothing illegal at all about anything that he did. Exactly. He, you know, he was absolutely, like, he was ambushed by a person who was videoing it, who was very wrong to do so, because he was, it was before the season. Yep. Nothing to do with the at all whatsoever. So for him to get that and then for this to happen now and them get a lot less, that's what I think puts my mind is in like they might need more than what they've gotten. But yeah. I suppose we can't yeah. use Mitchell as a precedent because it was just so wrong. No, you just got to um, put that down to like a live and learn thing. They they went way too yeah. way too overboard on that one. Way too hard on him. So yeah. um, I suppose with that sort of thing. Yeah, apart from that, I think um, Melbourne's was way too... I mean, for a club, Melbourne, who go on about their culture and how seriously they take it, and then they give a two-game ban. Two games. Like, yep. really? Two games. And you look at our players who got one game for staying out too late, yep. and they get two games yep. for doing... Oh, like, that doesn't make sense at all. I was really unimpressed with the way getting, no getting, handled it. Getting seen, getting seen to, yeah, doing lines off a, off a mobile phone off a mobile in public phone, in CCTV. Yeah. In Canberra. Yeah, good on you guys. Like they And for Melbourne to carry on about how much they care about the culture, blah, blah, blah. They're on this massive high horse. Yep. And then for them to come out and give them two games and to donate it test payment, like, oh, wow, that, that'll show him. Like, it was, um, yeah, I wasn't impressed at all. Yeah, the thing the, the Titans obviously yeah. handled it better. The thing they don't publicise though is that like Craig Bellamy's probably, yeah, oh, killed, killed, killed like, one of his <laughs> killed one of his family members as well. We were saying actually after my family after this happened, we just said the worst thing he could be like, no punishment will meet coming back to that team after you do something like that. Yeah. Can you just imagine them like even like the big three like they'll just be like looking down on you and <laughs> the disapproving glare. You know, you'll get this whole disappointment. Yeah, not that we're not mad with disappointment. Like that sort of thing. Um, so um, that would be worth any punishment they could give out. That would be the worst thing. Um, but yeah, I think it was a bit weak of a public stance for them to take. Yeah, yeah, and it looks and it looks especially bad now in in, in contrast. To, to what to the Titans have done, yeah, I think I think Titans yeah. pretty much nailed it, which is yeah, a, a weird thing. To, it's a weird thing to say because I don't know if they've ever nailed anything yeah. in the history of the franchise. Yeah, but, you um, go Titans. They nailed that. <laughs> next, next yeah, work on the next they, need, next they need to work on their reporting of the crowd figures. See if they can get yeah, that more true, accurate. and their recruitment things like that. Yeah. Not paying overs for somebody who's not that yeah. great anymore. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so questions this week. We've got um, several. Which is great. Um, the, the first one, the first one comes from uh, at Kim W Jobson, and he said, "What's the funniest incident you've seen or heard of involving a cheerleader on the sideline?" He's putting oh, a hashtag like hashtag crazy. Falcon, but uh, yeah, I, that was exactly what happened. Oh, there you go. The Falcon is okay. Here we go. 
Yeah, so one time um, one of the girls was sitting on the on the sideline and you know when they go for their penalty, like um, they to get a penalty and they kick it to, to make the, yep, the, yep. the meters or whatever. So we're in kind of a bit of a danger sometimes when that happens, yep. especially when yep. the kicker's a little bit off. Anyway, so that happened and it hit her, like she wasn't even looking. She was looking, you know, having a chat or whatever and it hit her right in the forehead. Oh, so she's, um, so she's like, sitting down on the sideline, she wasn't up She's sitting down on yeah. the sideline just hit a bang on the forehead and like everyone laughed it was hilarious and she was like ha 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 then she got off the field and she just cried and cried because it would get hurt like that would hurt so much so yeah that happened and then um, an incident when 2014 final um, semi-final against the Bulldogs and we did this big lift where we have to throw somebody up in the air and then catch them and um, we dropped her so she got yeah she was dropped in front of about 60,000 people and everybody laughed so I wasn't part of I wasn't part of the lift and I was in front dancing and I heard everyone laugh and I was like why are they laughing um, and that was why yeah. so <laughs> there were two incidents that I won't forget anytime soon <laughs> excellent that's great we got a question yeah. we actually had a lot of answers there that's fantastic yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the people who send more than one question I'm just going to give them one question I'm going to pick the one that I think is their best one um, yeah, at Mario Siegs said uh, what are your top three ever grand finals not involving your team or perhaps grand, well, like fi- or perhaps grand final yeah, moments. Okay. Um. Well, a grand final moment. I remember I was nine at the time, but I'll never forget when Parramatta went through the whole season, um, owning everybody and then losing to the Knights. That was in two thousand one. Oh, I, I remember. I was so young. I just remember that being hilarious to me, even at that time. Like my parents explaining, yeah, they 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 choked, they bottled the, the big one. Yeah. So that's a good moment I won't forget. Um. Obviously, I remember the. Cowboys Broncos final like it was yesterday. Yep. Um, that was ridiculous. Like that was stuff that you're just watching. You're like, is this actually happening? Yep. Like you can't script something like that. Um, so that was a big one. And last year's one I thought was really good too. Um, when it, you know, right down to the wire at the end. Like I was there last year, the first grand final I'd ever actually attended. Yep. And I, it was just the whole stadium like collectively like holding their breath in that last that last minute when Melbourne had that big long play, and it was just when when that siren sounded and. and they realised they'd won. It was like, I hate the Sharks, but it was the best moment ever, and I hate them. So, <laughs> um, I don't know, it was like feeling like, I don't know, 60,000 people, 70,000 people, because that was how many Sharks fans were there as opposed to Melbourne. Yeah. Like, this collective kind of relief. Who were you um, sitting so, with? Were you, yeah. sitting, were you sitting, like, um, was, with Sharks? It was with Yep. No, it was with work. So, because Brad and Sponsor, um, so many NRL things, we have a suite at the Grand Final, oh, nice. so I was in the suite there. Um, I was supporting Melbourne, because I, um, I like Melbourne, and I cannot stand Sharks. Um, and I was the only person in the suite who wanted Melbourne to win because obviously everybody, you know, was going to the whole fairy tale crap. Yep, yep. Um, so I was the only one and even I at the end, I was like, oh, I have to be happy here because it was just, you know. Yep. I was happy until they sung their stupid Up Up Cronulla song for the hundredth time. <laughs> I hate that song. And their, their fans, they come to our home ground when we play the Sharks and they sing their stupid song when there's like five minutes to go and it, it kills me. Yeah. So until that happened, I was happy. <laughs> yeah, we were, sitting, we were sitting down the end in the shark with the sharks and uh, yeah. the sharks fans at the end, and that was like, oh. and that was the end that um, the storm were attacking right at the death, and uh, oh. yeah, so it was ridiculous. Like the tension those dudes. <laughs> were experiencing. I got, what would you do? And you know, I wanted Storm to win the whole time, but in that moment, I was like, please do not score. Like, yeah. I don't think I could deal with the heartbreak of so many people in one place. I think I would, I would have cried for them. Yeah, but but, but you didn't care about the heartbreak of the Broncos in 2015, though, right? Oh God, no. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> I think the Cowboys are a little bit more um, likable than the Sharks are, and yep. um, 
you know, I guess the fact they came back. Yep. So, you know, I, I don't know. That was just perfect. Did not care. Did not even think twice about the Broncos or Ben Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got um, this, this, this Gronk's... Um, handle just it just irritates me so badly um at underscore underscore 78 that underscore then the word underscore and that's obviously he's listened to the show and my 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 rant against people with underscores. yeah yeah so serious question what's nat's opinion on a pro women's league comp a la the afl women when should the nrl oh. implement one oh i'm it's probably a really bad thing for me to say as a woman um, but I don't think it should happen anytime soon. Um, I, I do, don't get me wrong, like, you know, I guess it's, it's good to watch the women's competitions and things like that, but, but it's just, it's not going to bring enough revenue at this point um, to be able to justify it. Um, and I guess, yeah, I don't think it should be brought in anytime soon. Um, I feel bad for saying that. But so, so you don't see you don't see the potential opportunity with no, with your cheerleading and, and, and acrobatic background. You don't see the, see a possible future no. for yourself out in the wing, like a la like Vuni Vala or something like that. No, definitely not, and um, <laughs> definitely not. And I think even watching these games, yeah, these girls are great, and I really admire what they do. I really, really do. But it, it does not have the intensity as as the male games have. Um, you know. Football, NRL is about that kind of a bit like the brutality of it all, you know, like the hard tackles and things like that. And you just don't see that in, in the women's game. Yep. Um, and I think that, yeah, like I think that it is, it's, you know, I feel I feel bad saying that. I really do feel bad saying that. But from a purely like realistic point of view, I don't think it can be justified at this stage. So what if, uh, what if a large corporate body, like I don't know, like a Telstra or you know, someone, you know, Harvey Norman, someone with some cash. <laughs> What if they yeah. said, look, you know, we're going to back this to the tune of X amount, so yeah. to make, you know, so the teams, you know, that might be in their own pockets as far as, you know, they might be out of pocket running it, you know, because we want to get this off yeah. the ground, then what? Yeah that's, or no? That's, uh, yeah, sure. If, they, if, they've got the, if they've got the function of someone who wants to do that, that's fine. Yep. Saying that, though, if a big corporate body was to do that, I don't think they'd stay on board because I don't think it would take off. The other thing as well, I just I'm, I'm not um, sure how they'd be able to make a like a full sixteen team comp either. Like it might be. I don't think it would be possible. Yeah. Um, I really don't. So I think that you know, like I feel awful because I'm sure there's girls out there who who literally grow up and they think I want to be a football player. Um, and I feel really bad, but I just think from a truly realistic point of view, um, I don't think it's something that is going to be um liable in the future. Yeah. You know, so I say that. You know, I eat my words because I know that AFL um game that was a sellout. And people were being turned away from that, so I was very surprised to see that, and that was excellent to see that sort of thing. But they must—they must have um, been eating. A, they must have been eating a fair bit of the cost of that because I mean, those, a lot of those games are free. I think they're free entry for for crowds. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly which is right. still great. I mean, it's great that the people it's still, still awesome people still to win. Get that massive thing. Yeah. But you know, your point is exactly right. I don't think they would be able to get a sixteen team comp in that. I don't think there is enough interest quite yet in that sort of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that sometimes when it comes to especially feminism and, and that sort of thing. There's this push for women to do the classic boy thing just for the sake of it. Yep. Um, and I think sometimes that's missing the whole point as to um, equality and that sort of thing. You don't need, you don't, for, for it to be considered equal in sport, we don't necessarily need to have that sort of thing. You know, if we have the demand for it, then yeah, bring it up, bring it, make it happen one day. But there's not right now. Yep. So we, we can't do this just for the sake of it to prove a point, you know? Um, so I guess that's my stance on it. It's if one good, day there's enough It's a good, people, it's a good answer great. and it's an interesting answer and it's like somewhat different to what I expected. Yeah. So it's a great answer. Oh, no, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm not a classic 
them unwind that sort of thing. Um, I'm, I'm very strong on the fact that um, I think equality stems from not differentiating so much between females and males and not making such a big fuss about females doing everything that males doing, just doing it and getting on with it, you know, without the fuss. So, yeah, I'm, that's my stance on that sort of thing. Excellent. Now we have one more question. And I actually, these are screenshots, so let me open them up so I can roll through these <laughs> with, and not pause as, yeah. I'm, as I'm reading it. Okay, so it's uh, from, from our mate at Hey Sam Warden, and he, he said he wanted two questions this week because he was away last week uh, in, L- oh, in LA so because, he was going, because he was going to get his Emmy, um, which, oh. he, which he, he lost to Sophia the first, unfortunately. Oh. But um, <laughs> so Disney princesses, you can't. Yeah, you can't fuck with them. Yeah. So. Sorry, you can't. Around <laughs> but he said, uh, "Oh, here we go. This is this is this is a good one." He said, "Okay, so last week, um, regarding the Panthers and the Tigers, you said let's see what happens at the end of round 26." Oh, bloody hell! He said, "That sounds like yes. that sounds like a challenge. Are you confident enough to take a Twill Grand Final Taco bet against me?" And he said, "If I can't, if I can't make it there, I'll get the money to Nate." <laughs> So, what what happens through the season is fans will often get together, and they'll be like, yeah. like for example, um, I, I was a, a Bulldogs fan challenged me to a taco, a taco bet because we do the grand final thing at El Loco in Surrey Hills. Um, yeah. it's just like you know you, you yeah. buy the person a taco on, on you know on grand final day or whatever if you're the, if you're the loser, yeah. or you or yeah. if you're not going to be there, you know you assign who's going to be the beneficiary, blah blah blah. Um, yep, so yep. yeah, so are you confident enough to take a a, a, a twill? Grandfather Taco bet against him, and you I know, guess that's and that's that's regarding the actual final position of the Panthers versus Tigers, right? Yeah. Oh, look, you got me. To, you know, after I saw our team list announced, you got me a really vulnerable time because I don't feel overly confident <laughs> right now. Um, but you know what? I think I'm confident enough that the Tigers will probably be down with us the majority of the season. We might be able to just get up there. So yes, I'm going to take you up on that. Done. Excellent. And done uh, and done. And his second part is. Uh, and during rep round, it came to light once again that Australian players are paid around twenty thousand dollars to play for the green and gold. Yet some Pacific Island teams can only play, pay their players five hundred bucks. Should the NRL kick in some cash to smaller nations' teams to give their players more incentives to represent their home country, especially considering the games are televised and the NRL gets revenue from that? Um, again, we kind of go back to the whole females' league sort of thing. Um, I think I think they should be paid, and I. I I definitely think they should be paid. If they should be paid the same extent as the Aussies, like I'm not sure, simply because due to the um, the volume of players that play for Australia and therefore the likelihood of being selected to that team and the, you know, the procedure that comes with it, that naturally is higher yeah. than the um, the other team. And because of that, they need to be, you know, paid accordingly. Yep. So I, I do think they should be they should definitely chip in for a little bit more than $500 to so these other players, 100% agree. Um, but he shouldn't definitely not be on the same level as the 20000 Australian gets because it's such a big achievement to be picked for Australia. Exactly. Um, and that needs to be reflected in the pay. And like everything else, going like revenue and everything is, is certainly you know higher higher for the you know, for the Australian games and things like that. They're the marquee, they're the marquee game that you know is on is on Friday exactly night. Exactly right, yeah. exactly right. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, it's if there's so not, if they're not already doing something like, that, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll admit I don't know anything about uh, about it, but I mean, surely there'd have to be some sort of international you know development fund or whatever that you know the bigger guys kick yeah. into and you know for the purpose of. You know, propping up I smaller guys. That would be. That would be yeah, we, we, we saw on the weekend how I think it was really well done. 
those games, the smaller games. Um, I think you, you really see how much it means to them as well to be players to play for their home country, um, be it not Australia. So I think that there definitely needs to be a little bit more um, made of that sort of thing yep. um, because it is an excellent achievement. And um, I definitely agree with that 100%. But again, it, it comes down to the fact that um, you've got to scale these things. Um, and if one day, yeah, that brings as much revenue and attention as the Australian Games, then go for it. But for this stage, it doesn't. And for that reason, they can't be paid the same amount as yeah, I wonder, I wonder what the PNG guys are getting because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's not a country that's got a ton of money, but, I mean, you know, all these countries, although, as you know, over the, on average, they're poorer countries, I mean, there's definitely a top, you know, a top a top end there. And with the way rugby league goes, yeah. you think you think those guys could, you know, leverage that into being, you know, rock stars? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you'd think that, but it's, I don't know, it's just, um, I guess it's one of these things that we've got to be careful, like, we can't go too crazy being politically yeah. correct. Um, just for the sake, you know, uh, I think that you've got to keep things in perspective and keep being realistic. So, yeah, I definitely agree that they um, should be paid more, 100%, because it's a fantastic achievement and it should not be glazed over because it's not Australia or New Zealand for that matter. Um, but because of the fact that it's so much more difficult to be picked for these Australian New Zealand teams, they just simply cannot be paid the same amount. Yep. And so this week we also had someone else jumping on the Ask Nat hashtag. It was a, a, a young, perhaps, you know, sort of early teenage aspiring YouTube singer. She's uh she's she's throwing she's throwing the ask Nat hashtag out there for people to you know ask her questions and she'll comment on Natalie's corner which I assume is a segment or a video she puts on YouTube every now and then and and uh, she's pumped that out to, to, to her four four Twitter followers. So no questions going as yet, but maybe she might try and answer some of yours next week. This this girl might become super famous one day and we'll reflect on this moment and we'll just think about it and think wow Look, like we saw her before she was done. Exactly, maybe her and her her YouTube subscribers. I mean, they 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 will possibly next week they'll possibly learn what a uh, a, a young Hispanic girl from Kansas in the United States of America thinks about various topics on rugby league when she sees the hashtag come through. <laughs> Well, so if she answers them, she'll be like, oh, I don't know what this is, but okay. Cool, cool, I'm with it. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. As long as she, as long as she gives, it, gives it her best shot. Bless <laughs> her soul. Yeah, and there's some, there's some recurring one about Beatles stuff as well. I'm not sure, I don't even know what that's about, but it's, it, I'm not sure if it's like a, if it's like a, a generated one, you know, like auto, auto tweets yeah. or whatever, but yeah, there's something about some Beatles one as well, but there you go. Hashtag's taken over the world, but you still got the most of them, so. I'm getting a hijacked, I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's that's it. Thank you very much for your time again. Really appreciate no having you on. Pray, pray for me this weekend. Oh, um, hopefully, like hopefully something cool. turns around and yeah, gives, gives you gives you something to to smile about. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but 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 yeah, and, and it's good because we're not playing each other, so like it doesn't have to come at the expense of me, uh, which is the perfect yeah, exactly. scenario. You're fine. I wish You're you fine. I wish you all the success yeah. and wins in Thank every game you. except against us. Okay, thank you for that. That'll get us to the finals. I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll. I mean, I'm not sure if we'll get to your okay, finals okay. from now, though. I've, oh, I've, I've, I fear you may have you let the start slip a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's ne- it's never too oh, it's never too late to start a Parramatta 2009 run. I think it might be coming to that stage where it is too late for that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't get things kicking soon, we've got a problem. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good time. Nevertheless, no matter how the fortunes of the Panthers go. We always love having you on each week. So uh, Thank you. see you next week. And everybody, uh, as always, hashtag ask Nat. Or, you know, send us a DM if you want to be, you know, anonymous or, you know, whatever. Send us an yeah. email, whatever. That's fine. But hashtag ask Nat.
that's the best one to do. So uh, here's 50 questions and we'll get to them next week. Back into the swing of things, round what's ten, isn't it this this round? And uh, we kick off on Thursday night with the doggies taking on the Cowboys down in uh, in Sydney at ANZ. And uh, that's one thing from the the Fiji game that uh, Tonga game. Fucking Hopper played very well again. He's come back from he's come back from injury. Forced into a leadership role, I think. Yeah, I think he did very very well. But he, I mean, he played fucking monstrous game for the doggies last outing yep. and he played very well in the in the, the Pacific game who was their coach? Oh, no fucking idea off the top okay. of my head maybe Dez should get him to read the game plans out of a hat I hear that's what they did in Fiji <laughs> <laughs> but yeah amazing I mean what sort of effect is he going to have on the doggies um, for all he's starting in the six you know by necessity starting obviously. yep uh, by in the seven Cowboys look I think the the Cowboys just have not been good yeah I don't think the Cowboys are going to be good they need uh, they need their boy back They're I mean Coot's returning but I mean Coot I was going to say Coot can't do it all but you know what Coot can't really do much of anything yeah no you know, in terms of altering the fortunes of an entire side he's not that guy <laughs> yeah they, look they, they get Coot and they get Granville yep Granville is a big in for them Granville's a big in but again, you know, the, the, I said a couple of weeks ago, they're not missing Thurston because of his creativity or his his playmaking. They're missing him because of the fucking rockets he puts up and when they don't put the effort in. Yeah. That's what they're missing. And I don't think either of those two give it to them. Yeah, right, doggies on that one. Yep. Uh, Dragons take on the Sharks in the, uh, the pub game on Friday. The rematch of the upset with the Dragons, you know, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, they'd won some games, but, you know, it wasn't wasn't ridiculously so and uh, the Sharkies obviously defending premiers and the Dragons got away with a, a, a narrow win this time the yeah, Sharks are in yeah. much better form the Dragons without Widdop and I think the tables will turn this week a lot's yeah. made of the Dragons oh they fought they fought to the death against the Melbourne Storm when the Storm had a guy sent off yeah I don't give any credit to that performance at all well there zero is- negative credit Fucking, what is the chance that a Cronulla player will fucking do cocaine on the field and get sent off? Very, very high. Very little. Very, very high. Yeah, yeah. Look, I believe that on this occasion... Yeah. It'll be the Dragons who dine on the bags of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> no Dugan, no Widdop. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. And, and unfor- Just the Widdop thing. Like, I mean, I, I don't feel like Dugan is a, a massive... Th- thing either way I mean Dragons fans can correct me if I'm if you know if they think I'm wrong and they love it the yeah, but I don't feel like he's a massive game changing guy like I think with Widdop or without Widdop I think Dugan's just going to do you know he's just going to do what he does yeah look again it's a psychological thing you know yeah. Dugan's one of those one of those players but well psychologically powerful in favour of the Dragons for some like, reason well, fuck we're not going to be dumped, we're not going to be dumped with 16 players yeah, here because uh, you know Dugan isn't going to biscuit it up you know they like, just 15 minutes into the second half. They just half. use their fucking time machine to go back in time and get 2010 Jason Nightingale. Bring him in. Yep. Um, unfortunately for Dragons and Dragons fans, I think the break has done you more harm than good. You know, you you were on a roll. You had a little bit without Widdop. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think so, look, as far as I'm concerned for them, the break was great because it was a week that we can recover and they don't take an L. But now we're back to our regular programming and they're going to take an L this week. West Tigers take on the Rabbitohs. This is a fucking another. This is another hard one. The Rabbitohs coming off the pre-rep round uh, annihilation at the hands of the mighty Manly Seagulls. Mm. Um, the Tigers. Yeah, who knows? You know, week to week, who knows what you're going to get. This is their first game since Teddy's uh, yep. signed his life away. Uh, Brooks and Moses together again, which has never been the most amazing combination for them. No. Um, do, do, you know, do the Burgess boys get the bounce from, from the England victory? Yeah, and they their the, the, the handling was still evident. Like, you know, Thomas, I remember one stage went on a big run and, you know, carrying guys and then goes to the ground, fucking out comes the ball. You're like, oh, <laughs> frustrating yeah. motherfucker. It's, it's, it's uh, like, it's, they remind me of fucking George Rose. He used to do the same shit. He used to do a big yeah, blockbuster run true, and, true. you know, go 20 metres, carry five guys, hit the ground, go to make a quick play ball, drop. Fuck. I think with all, all the shit aside... I think the certainty has done the Tigers well. Yes. They've certainly improved since Ivan's come on board. And oh, I haven't seen anything again. You know, the, this was obviously the round one Robbie versus Wests yeah. thing. Now that JT's gone, that's dead and buried. Yep. Uh, I, I, I think the Tigers will have too many points in them. I think the Tigers, the Tigers will beat them. It's just, like, if they're the Rabbitohs from last outing, then they're going to get fucking slaughtered because anyone will slaughter them. But, mm. uh, you know, the the team that showed all that fight against the Broncos and only lost through refereeing yeah. bullshit, that team will do the Tigers. That Yeah, that but, team you will. Know, what are you going to get? Because the Tigers won't, won't stand up to them in the middle. Yeah. I'm still I'm going to go the Tigers. Uh, yeah, because no, I just, I'll take the Tigers on this one. Yeah, with no, with no amazing confidence, but I think they'll get it done. Penrith Panthers take on the Warriors at the Muddy Puddle. <laughs> Fucking please, please. If you'd have asked me a month ago, I would have like, yeah, Penrith got this. Please, 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 please. Oh, yeah, please. Warriors, Warriors not massively, you know, great at travelling, and but the thing about the Warriors is they found some sort of baseline of form. Like two of us are actually starting to do two of us are shit again. Yeah. I haven't seen him do the Dalsim thing, but he's been pretty strong, and uh, you know the the speeds there. Uh, yeah. Four and Johnson working okay. Look, Penrith there. Did you see him chase down Fergie though? Their defence, the Penrith defence of late, who chased the RTS. the RTS. Yeah, was that an effort thing or was that a fear thing? You reckon? Like you, when oh, was, I think it was a TV Fergus, camera angle thing. No, no, no but Ferguson's take Ferguson's taking the intercept. Yeah, yeah. And he's off, and RTS has gone, and he has pulled back. Like he's visibly pulled back. I don't reckon he's pulled back. He's just probably. Uh, I think it was a TV. I think it was a TV camera angle thing because the the camera angle was coming like you know from yeah. the from the far side of the field where it was. I just think that at a certain point, you know, you realise with the intersecting trajectories, he's realised he's not going to catch him. So then it became less about all or nothing trying to make the tackle and more about damage control and keeping him out as wide as he could. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is that, yeah, a, I, is I, that an I, effort thing or is that a fear? Like, because, you know, after... I don't think... I, I, I think it was, the, it, was that, it was the smart play. I think it I think it was just the camera angle didn't illustrate to, to the home viewer effectively that there was nothing he was going to do to catch him. Like, he wasn't he wasn't yeah. going to get to him before the try line. Okay. And so, he was always going to get to... At, like, at worst case yeah. scenario, he was always going to get to the corner. You know what? Ab- absolute fucking must win... For Penrith? Yeah. Um, you can't be talking about mathematical in round 10, but we pretty much are. Well, you know, again, just for for their fucking pride. Yeah. And my fucking sanity. 
Yep. Um, I I really would like that you know the the guys that were in that rep round and had victories, and even the ones that had losses. You know, kick out yep. was was fucking great. Um, yep. You bring that back to the club. Who had and, a window in the club? I mean, it. I guess Brycey did and Latu did. Anyone else? Bryce, was in Bryce there. Yep. Moylan, no, Peachy. Marin, but I mean, you know, that doesn't count. No, Matt Moylan the played for City. contributed to... Moylan played for City. Peachy played for City. Yep. Latu. Yep. Um, Tamau City. Um, Tamau played for City. Yep. Um, yeah, so, you know, bring that back and, and remember that you play for each other. And the occasional fan. But, um, yeah... This this is the one that gets us back on track. Fucking undefeated from here. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. Guaranteed. Melbourne Storm take on the Titans at Suncorp. Melbourne being the, the nominal home team. Look, Titans are scrappy. Got a lot of fight in them. But the Storm are the other machine that keeps rolling through. And Goonigugu up against Sargentson we potentially could see a single player try scoring record in NRL history in this game. I've just realised. Plus then you've got like fucking Adokar on the other side. I've just realised that this is pretty cute. The yeah. lengths that Bromwich and Proctor have gone to to avoid having to play against each other. Yep. Bros to the end. <laughs> Bro culture. Yep, I think Storm. And the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Broncos, the home team being the Mighty Manly Seagulls, therefore Brookvale North rules come into effect, which means that they always win yeah. Manly by heaps. It's really hard to pick because Manly's form has been fucking pretty good and like they came off an absolute blasting of, fucking yeah. of the Rabbits. The Broncos, fuck, what was their last game? That was right, it was the one against Hughes. So <laughs> yeah, that is true. And, and, uh, and their last 40 minutes of football, yeah. they held fucking Matt Moylan's pocket. Yeah, it was a whole 40 minutes, was it? It was more like 20, wasn't it? 15, 17. Oh, the whole 40, they were holding it. They were clenching it for 20. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That was pulling on it, looking for attention. Begging to be called that, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so look, I, th- I think that this is, you know, I wouldn't have said this after round one, but I, this is a, a, a very fucking winnable game. I mean, Milford's, you know, not showing very much form at all, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, James Roberts is an outside chance of returning for this game. Uh, he's named in the 18. Uh, whether he plays or not, I think is probably is is a probably a, a yeah. reasonably decent. I, I think that's yeah. that's a, a big factor, you know, because you guys have got Walker and um, and the Partey. And no, and the uh, Partey. But I mean, Roberts is out on the other side though. He's out there with Kelly and and Hawley, yeah, right? Yeah. But you know, I think in this game the points are going to come on the edges. Yeah. You know, so. Although Manly may not just leave James Roberts completely unmarked from scrums. And just drop the ball behind their line and run past it and then pick it up and run. I mean, he's been playing all right and everything at the moment, but I mean, like he's had a lot of good fortune pop into his lap as well. He had a fucking stunt cock last week. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. So, look, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not confident, but I'm fairly, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I feel good about this game. I think Manly are going to take him. Nice. And and they they love the, they love the away game where they have to go and you know bring your yeah, rally towels yeah exactly yeah, bring your rally towels 
I wonder how many of those you still see at Broncos games. I've never consciously looked at looked for them ever since. I have, mean, I know they died out pretty quick. Have they tried to co-opt an American sport thing since then? Excellent question. I'm trying to think quickly, not leave any dead air. I, they must have. They had to have to have. Okay. They must have. Uh, where are we? The Knights take on the Raiders at the McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. Yes. Raiders by fucking... 45,000 billion points. Yes. They've just got her. They've been disappointed to their fan base. They've been disappointed to themselves. They're definitely not playing at the level yeah. that they anticipate. Yeah. And uh, they're going to take it out on the, on the hapless nights. The Roosters take on the Eels. The Sunday afternoon game. Sunday afternoon. Mother's S- Day. SKD. Wade Ferguson. Yeah, true. SKD's gone. Which is probably improves the Roosters at the moment, who, the way he's been going the last little while. Who is probably, yeah, he's a, been a fucking anchor. Absolutely liable. For most games this yeah. year. Does that bring uh, lateral... Lateral's back in. Lateral Mitchell. And I think lateral... Uh, he'll be, uh, I guess, chastened by his, uh, his short period of exile. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll see if, you know, if he can knuckle down and... Yeah, what actually, about the I'm just trying to find ball. with the uh, teams. Is when's Bevan French back? I do not know. Yeah. Um, Look, at the end of the day, Gutho kills it. So Gutho does, but while Gutho's at one, yeah, they don't have. And I know Gutho came up as a fullback, yeah. but while he's at one, they don't have a, a full-time six. Yeah. Yeah, um, and and it's a bitzer in the halves. Fuck it, yeah, toss a coin on this one. Um, Honestly, I think I'm, the eels. I think the eels have been stronger. Gonna say more I'm gonna go. The last couple of weeks, I say for three, four weeks. Yeah, if if the eels can hang onto the ball, mm-hmm. they'll come away. Yeah, I could, because the roosters haven't been that great in the last month. No, they haven't. You think uh, they've taken they've taken some no. losses. Um, I, th- I think the I think the, the yields are just go. Oh, well, the Bevan French can't be far away. I mean, he's been named in the twenty, yeah. so he must be like what they'd consider an outside chance to and, play. And Mitchell Pearce doesn't have anything to to play for anymore. He yeah, I mean that field goal two weeks ago, three goal. weeks ago, is yeah. So there's his Blues jumper. Yeah, yeah. He's shit. Jeez, calm down, Charlie. But uh, yeah, I look. I, th- I think the yields are going to take it. Yep. That is full time for episode 254. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, as always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on facebook.com forward slash this week in league. So you hit the like button and uh, share the posts and uh, all that sort of thing. And definitely, I notice and you guys that keep doing it like a, like a Brett Vidler, Vidler. Uh, see you doing it every week. So uh, shout, Fantastic. Out you, shout out to you, sir. iTunes, uh, we love the iTunes reviews. Uh, they're basically what a, a long-standing show like ours really needs uh, to keep uh, you know hanging at the top of the iTunes chart. Three this week. I'll do them uh, chronologically, reverse chronological order. Um, Disco J Dog. 
a godforsaken Manly fan and a godforsaken Penrith fan swear about the antics of the West Tigers <laughs> while furiously masturbating to their own team's fortunes. Also, a Panthers cheerleader with a law degree who is smarter than either of them answers questions from their presumably meth-addled fan base that are mostly about Star Wars movies she hasn't watched. That was like one time, man. Come on. The Amazing Sportsmate app is the X Factor that ties it all together. Truly, this podcast is a refuge of the damn. That's five stars. Pretty good, I guess. <laughs> oh, see, I love entertaining reviews like that. That's great. Outstanding five stars from our boy, Aussie Jag. Long-time listener, first-time reviewer. Was sure I reviewed the podcast already, but after going to the bunker thinking I already had, it was overturned. One decision they got right. Apologies for the tardiness, gents. But in all seriousness, the episodes get better week by week. Always look forward to hearing your weekly take on how the Tigers declined over the past seven days. <laughs> Go the mighty doggies. <laughs> champion uh, and the final one is from uh, Michael Thiday Redpath <laughs> 10 out of 10 must have podcast 5 stars uh, every Thursday I wake up with a spring in my step not just because my beloved Broncos are playing tonight but also because I get the chance to listen to Nate and Jay recap the previous <laughs> week and get me excited for the week to come this podcast is 100% unfiltered gold and has a great movement to support it. So whether you're from Uggenugga, Perth or Real City, you'll not regret getting around this podcast. Uh, also included in the members pack, 1.5 Cafe Patron shots. Fucking well done for yeah. sticking around as a Broncos fan. Yeah, and and yeah, and you're damn right. You know about that Patron shit. Yeah, like, Jesus. Like, look, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on a... I'm eating pretty clean at the moment, so I, don't, I was just thinking of just drinking something like, you know, straight vodkas and stuff like that, but I don't... <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I don't know if I could be tempted to throw back a couple of the... Uh, yeah, you know, we've talked about decision-making and how yeah. it can be affected after a couple <laughs> yeah. of straight vodkas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, you know, look, you know, considering... You know, I'm, and I'm, let I'm, me be very clear, by that I mean we'll move on to Patron, not cocaine. Yeah, well, yeah. I was just going to say. I mean, there's, there's, there's no carbs in cocaine, right? <laughs> Super coach, lucky punks again. This is getting monotonous with lucky punks up the top there. Let me. What's his score? Oh, he's not that I far just, ahead, but yeah. I just had the weirdest fucking vision of Kate Moss listening to the podcast, going. <laughs> Lucky Punks, Ebenezer Rascals, Dingbats, Junior Mints, Odie McOatface, Seaweed Steelers, the Jimmy Pete's World, I have Seagulls, Mighty Doggies, Sesame Timbers. Uh, the top guys have certainly established themselves there. It seems like they're just juggling positions each week. And the tipping TBI Dragons on top with 50. Tied with Mikus on 50. Oof. Tied with E underscore Rascals on 50. And it's just four and against differentiating those guys. Then we drop back one place to Michael Darren, 79 on 49. Then we've got a log jam on 48 with Jimpanzee, 15, John, Fabs, Hammerhead Thrust Eagle, which is my favorite fucking name on this thing. <laughs> dog. I love it. Mad Dog and Terry G wrapping it up. So, uh, and I, I think I'm only like probably two or three off the, off the top 10. accountant brother. <laughs> <laughs> It's like he's a, he's he's like a he's a solicitor. It does like a lot of conveyancing. I think that's his that's his thing. Old uh, Terry G. He's certainly not getting. He's he's, he's certainly not. Uh, yeah, cruising the east side yeah. LBC. When, when he says regulate, it doesn't mean the same thing. No, he's all about regulate. He's all about regulating the market economy. <laughs> Zoning motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> Oh, that's tremendous. It's so fucking late. <laughs> I, could talk, I, could, I could talk about Terry G for hours. I was thinking all these possibilities of the lyrics and shit. 
anyway that's it hope to see as many of you uh the queensland based or brisbane based uh listeners on saturday afternoon at a hotel yeah. la and yeah you know, or, or at the game i mean if it turns out that you know you can't make the meetup and you, you're going to be the double header i'm sure there'll be time between games or well, there'll be 20 plenty of time when the titans games done as a contest i would imagine <laughs> we catch up at one of the many many bars in the, the lang park precinct and uh Catch up for a beer in the ground if uh, nice. if that's what you want to do. But uh, yeah, we're all for that, and we'll uh, it's going to be a great time this weekend. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you there, Queensland or Brisbane listeners. They have to have to kind of redeem themselves in terms yeah. of in terms of numbers because they're like the Sydney, you know, legendary the numbers in the Sydney meetups, are fantastic. Yeah, and so I think we need uh, need Brisbane to come to the party and show that uh, you know that's they it. ain't nothing to fuck with either. Fair with the fans, Brisbane. See you Saturday or next week. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.